0: What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a jam-packed show lined up for you guys today, so it should be a lot of fun. Um, a lot of stuff regarding the DC Universe. This is going to be a really DC-heavy show. Um, a lot of stuff with The Rock and and, and, and Black Adam and what. We may be seeing in that movie so we got some interesting stuff about that we'll also be talking about once again the future of the Snyder Cut it seems like we may be closer and closer to seeing that come to fruition so we'll give you guys the latest details on that Christ on Infinite Earths is coming they had new trailers and details come out this week so this is gonna be a great show I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited um, joining me is my co-host Shamari Shamari our top story today is gonna be uh, the Joker sequel stuff how excited are you to talk about this really what really became a a saga like in terms of the reporting and misreporting and clarifications it was really wild i had never seen i can't remember last time a story came out and then there were all these different variations of the same story by different folks including the director i'm interested to see you go through the timeline ej because it's it's very interesting timeline as you can see Shamari, my notes are very expensive your notes (laughs) it seems like you're (laughs) typing quite the essay yeah um so Uh, So yeah, I don't even know what the timeline is because the last I heard Joker 2 was happening (laughs) That was the first report that I heard. Yeah, so I didn't even know there were conflicting reports That's why I love this show. That's why this show. I think I hope for the people who listen is valuable and (laughs) not just be like hey, I do a great job, but like that's the thing is that like this stuff is becoming like an ongoing saga that if you're not paying attention closely, even though you do pay attention closely, you can still miss it. Like I missed a lot of the stuff. You told me it was done or that it was happening, which was the additional reporting. And then during my preparation for the show, I learned all this new stuff. So I'm like, oh, this has become way more complicated than I expected. So Mm -hmm. this should be uh, an interesting conversation. Kendall is my co-host as well on today's show. And it didn't make the cut this week, but I did find it interesting, Kendall, when you talked about uh, in the pre-production meeting about Ruffalo's, Pitch to Feige in regards to Hulk potential yeah. stories. You know, he's talking to Feige about being in She Hulk. You know, he, he's talking to Feige about Hulk movies, and you know, obviously the whole Universal thing makes that a little less likely because you know, Universal wants is gonna want a portion of the money. Marvel's not gonna do that, so. Um, so we're not going to get any Hulk movies. Universal's lawyer is going to be all over that. Yeah, exactly. So, (laughs) um, but one of the ideas that was pitched to Ruffalo in this, you know, whatever convention was that, uh, was a Hulk versus Wolverine movie, which obviously I think would be one of the many ways that you could introduce Wolverine into the MCU and it would work. Big facts. Make a lot of money. You could even introduce Wolverine and Deadpool if you wanted to. If you wanna really movie. do the kind, the kind the the movie. Yeah, if you wanna do like the movie, you make it a Weapon X type of thing. Um as well as, you know, you could do Wolverine Captain America, you know. You could do Wolverine a lot of characters. You would do Wolverine Black Panther if you really wanted to. But uh yeah, no, I mean I feel like um the Hulk has plenty of stories. Um the one I've always talked about that if they wanted to do is Amadeus Cho but um that would I think still be a little bit down the line. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the Wolverine Hulk versus Wolverine note got a lot of headlines, um, and that's a very fascinating idea. My only issue with it, not issue with it, but the reason why I don't think it will, one of my main main why I don't think it will happen is, I get the I don't know what the Wolverine Disney Wolverine is gonna look like, but I feel like a confrontation with Hulk would have to be very violent, and I don't imagine they want to go that dark with a whole ruffalo Hulk considering right now he's smart hulk. Yeah, you're right. It's probably too late at this point. Right. So I don't I don't <laughs> see I don't see them going that that road. But it, it would honestly make more sense to do him versus Red Hulk. Yes, it would, but it um, make it that would Red hulk. more sense. But it's also interesting to me that Ruffalo of all the of original Avenger actors um maybe we can exclude Renner in this conversation for now. Cause we know he is attached to another project. He, like he seems most enthusiastic about staying within the MCU as it continues on, which is Not surprising considering Ruffalo as a person, but just like it's just interesting because, like, the other one, everyone else seems like, Yeah, we're done and we're okay with that, you know. Right, he came on later, Downey, he did come on later, that is true. Um, but Johansson, Downey, and and uh, and, and Evans, they're all like, Oh, yeah, we're done. I mean, I have no reason to come back unless you know the story is right, as Evans, we talked about last week. Ruffalo is not. In that mode at all, because we kind of didn't know he got seriously hurt in the last movie, so it was kind of questions about what his future was. Yeah, he hasn't had his own movie, you know. Ragnarok's his own movie, but he hasn't had like his own Hulk movie. He came on later than the others, so it. He's not gonna have the burnout that you know someone like Robert Downey Jr. has. You know, Robert Downey Jr. has been a supporting character in all these movies. He's been a main character in all these movies. Yeah, you know, at some point, you know, you want to hang it up. That makes sense. Um. So I did did think that was an interesting Marvel story. It's the only Marvel story you're going to get today because his old show is DC. So hope you guys enjoyed that little quick tidbit. But we got a lot to get to. We're going to try to run through everything pretty quickly because it's a lot. Uh, We're going to try to pack in a lot. But a lot happened. And we think it would be a service to you guys to get to all of it. So as I said, the top story is the question of whether or not a Joker sequel is underway. Well, there was a lot of confusion about where the the sequel stood um, earlier last week. Hollywood reporter said another Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie is officially was officially on the way and that Phoenix uh oh, excuse me uh Ty Phillips had seeked the rights to a portfolio of DC origin stories. Yep. Now WB chairman Toby Emmerich reportedly balked at that pitch. That was then followed by a separate report from Variety, which would only say that preliminary preliminary talks had begun, but there was no decision on a plot or a script being uh being worked on. Variety sources also shot down the report about a separate portfolio of origin characters for Phillips to work on as well. Then Phillips himself, as I said earlier, got into the fray. Um, he did two separate interviews. One saying he never met with Emmerich uh, and would only say the report was uh, anticipatory at best and that there was quote, no serious conversations about a sequel. Though he did say whenever there's a movie that makes a billion dollars and it only took $60 million to make there's going to be some chatter about a sequel. <laughs> Um he would later discuss the, the, the that whole pitch about the portfolio of origin characters um with Deadline, uh in which he says he does kind of confirm that he did give a pitch to Deadline uh when he pitched Joker about uh starting what I really could only describe as like a new brand of D C movies that he dubbed DC Black. So I want to read you the exact quote so I don't uh, paraphrase or, or say anything that's out of turn. So he told Deadline, quote, I went to the Warners because I knew that there would be concerns about how do you do, how do you, you separate it from the movies that they were making in regards to Joker and other, these other movies that would be under this DC black uh, label. Um, I knew they were going to go, we're going to confuse the audience if you have this Joker out there in these movies and then you're doing this whole other thing. So my pitch to them was actually just our label, which was a little aggressive, I'll admit in hindsight. Uh, This will be the first movie talking about Joker and then we'll get this director to do that And this director to do this and we'll call it DC black and Joker will be the first film in a weird way It gives you two bites of the apple of these characters You can do these kind of down and dirty studies over here and still do the DC universe over there to which they said Okay, calm down. You're not starting a label here at Warner's Warner Brothers, but this is interesting Go write this and tell us what you're thinking so uh, I want to kind of hang on that before we get to the sequel talk. Cause the sequel talk is most confusing. Uh, Phillips seems to at least confirmed that there was some talk about this second label, which we had even heard about. Um, we, we didn't, didn't know that a long we time. Didn't, ago. We, we didn't talked about that a long time. We didn't know Phillips. So. <laughs> That's what's interesting about this is it didn't. It didn't sound like Phillips was the guy who was. I think behind before it. I think Phillips was the one that pitched. Really? It. Yeah. Okay. from What I remember. So yeah. we have. Okay, so then maybe I, I misremembered that part yeah. of it. But we, regardless, we didn't know about there was this idea of this. I, I remember before they were calling it Worlds, which is ironic because it became then the name of the C crossover last year. But it was just this other DC world of non-canon to the DC universe uh, movies. And here, this is this sounds like this is like the beginnings of that. This was the beginnings idea uh uh, of the beginning of discussions of that kind of venture though it it did not come to fruition we don't know if it's going to come to fruition uh the report by variety makes it sound like that will not come to fruition but it is interesting considering what phillips has established with the jokers so i asked you sham do you think a dc Origins brand or a dc black brand would be a good idea for warner brothers especially after what you've seen with the success of joker Um, with regards to that brand, I think that it would be, um, off, just off the face of it, I think it's a wonderful idea. Mm. Um, I think that, uh, because with Phillips, uh, you could tell that he, he has a, he's been thinking about it. If he's pitching it, he's been thinking about it. For For sure. At length. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and he has ideas. And my thing is, I probably he probably was thinking about it because he loved the Joker idea. Yeah. He didn't know how to pitch it without something to make it make sense. That's what that's what mm. how I read this. Because he's saying, I have this movie, but you're thinking, how does this work with DCU? Well, here's how you can make it work. Just mm. do a whole new brand. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. Um, but yeah, so I'm thinking that he has specific ideas in mind asked for, you know, what some other movies that they would be able to do. Um, uh, and it's funny, because when you first started this segment, you mentioned the first topic is the question, and I was going to be like, the question? We're going to have question movies? That as well. <laughs> and then, now we're talking about DC Black, and I'm like, oh, well, the question. I mean, if you were to get it, it's to the DC well universe. yeah. According to some people, according, I mean, according to according to people that right. have sources, I have been right. That is saying the question is coming. I don't know if the question is coming. <laughs> we'll, we'll, that remains to be seen. But you know, DC does have the. My point is, DC does have characters where you can do that. You can absolutely. <laughs> yeah, do I that. have plenty of ideas. Um, I feel like I feel like even within uh, the, uh, even the Watchmen universe, I'd say, which I think is very much based on the DC universe, heavily based on the DC universe, which is why it's the clock. <laughs> <all> right. <laughs> You know, so I feel like that they, they have a lot of different characters. Why well, we think, have uh, the Snyder Cut? Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um. So yeah, I feel like this. That's a a wonderful idea, and I feel like it. It's kind of almost like what they're doing already, or what they tried to do already with Snyder, with making the DC more like dark and gritty and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, but right, with right. someone like Todd Phillips behind it, it would be more realistic, and it would be more. Um, I don't know. just be like, seasons, but it would just be better. Be less theme park <laughs> as Martin Scorsese would say. <laughs> um, I love Scorsese, but I don't know about that. But yeah, I think this. I think it's a great idea. I think it could definitely launch. Yeah, you know, I'm. Uh, like I said, I, I think you know with this DC Black thing, uh, this DC Black idea, this label, I, you know, I, it's not. I don't think it's gonna happen. You know, from what I heard, I believe. I want to say, I guess the Hollywood Reporter was saying that, you know, this idea got shot down, but that he's yeah. still going to do mm-hmm. uh, yeah, other it, origin movies. Yes, yes. yes, to be clear in the reporting, and I, I said earlier that the, the apparently the, the chairman of WB, Toby, he shot it down right. in that meeting, or mm-hmm. he, he, he balked at that proposal. Right, but yeah, but so he is going to do other origin movies besides Joker, according to them. Yeah. This is assuming this, that we are getting Joker sequel as well, so if yeah, he's not getting the whole, he may not get the whole thing, but whatever the one or two, however many movies they're going to let him do, I think there are a lot of characters to pick from that could make sense. You know, I oh, yeah. think, you know, I mean, look, I think a Lex Luthor movie could be good, you know, depending on how you told that story. Uh, I think a Mr. Freeze movie could be good. Um, Mr. Freeze? You gotta explain that a little yeah, think, one. Yeah, I think... Lex Luthor 1 kind of goes without saying. Yeah, you know, but and Mr. I actually think Mr. Freeze would be an easier, simpler sell than Lex Luthor. It, you know, they're, it can go in a lot of different directions. Mr. Freeze, obviously, a very simple story. But yeah, I think if you tell his origin, you know, with the whole, you know, the Nora Freeze situation, and, you know, you can throw in, you know, the the the... The healthcare thing again, like they did with Joker, and you know, I feel like you can. I feel like there are ways you can spin it to make it pretty interesting. And he's a kind of a sympathetic villain to begin with. You know, I'm not saying that you know it's gonna make it as much money as the Joker did, but could it be a good story? I don't know. Uh, and I've already mentioned yeah. on the show, I think Man, Mr. Savage. Freeze movie sounds like Taylor made for a Christmas, re- Christmas release date, yeah. Oh, that's what I was saying, and also, um, if they were making make Mr. Freeze. A good movie that would be vulture like in me just thinking that would never <laughs> That's impossible don't do that please <laughs> don't do that right. and then if he made it to work i'd be like wow <laughs> you know i'd be like <laughs> i went to see a mr see, freeze but, movie like, I, I think and even with the joker or even with joker we had i think we have to like separate the i the concept of like uh, this being a mr freeze movie or this being a joker movie and just like the story And whether or not this story could be good. If you told me a story about a guy who was a scientist or whatever. And, you know, his wife got some super rare uh, disease that, you know, he couldn't cure. And he was trying to cure it. And, you know, because of that, you know, he ended up becoming a a supervillain to help save his wife. And he, he had to cryogenically freeze her and all this kind of stuff. Like, I mean, you can tell that story and it'd be good. You just have to wipe out all the Batman stuff and all the, you know, Mr. Freeze and the Schwarzenegger stuff. So, no more Thomas Wayne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But, um, yeah, sure. and, you know, Vandal Savage is another character that I think could be good. But I think that, you know, I think it's possible. But, you know, I don't think it's like, I don't think you can do it with every character. Like, I don't think a Catwoman movie, as we know, as we oh. can be good, you know? Like, I don't think you, you just look at all oh, this you know, let's do a, a, a Brainiac movie. That'd, that'd be great. Like, no, I mean, right. there are certain characters that make sense, and there's something to not Yeah, I think, uh, I think to me, this, I find this very interesting, because I feel like, the, on the first hand, I was like, yeah I'm not really feeling this, because I, I feel like one of the issues DC has had and Warner Brothers has had is lack of direction, um, they they, they kind of unfortunately they've kind of at times reminded me of the Knicks where it's like every other year it feels like there's new leadership a new a new line that they're going under and new thought process of how they're moving forward with movies like it's funny a shout out to I don't know if my Uber driver is listening to this podcast but I had an Uber driver who uh, was yeah shout out to him if he listens Um, but he 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 we started talking about DC stuff and I eventually talked to him about the podcast he was saying so what is DC doing right now and I felt really inadequate because I was like I kind of don't know <laughs> and I know I kind of presented myself as an expert on this because I talk about this stuff every week but we never really got word we heard that it was a worlds of dc thing happening and we never got anything more we, we've gotten movie releases I never believed that that world of dc stuff man but it was I really, it was I really, pushed I really out there things. as if it was That's real. what they said I don't, I don't <laughs> and, and it, okay even if they decided to, to to not do that what are they doing right now so, so I don't know. So, on one hand, it's like, that, I feel uncomfortable with this idea because I'm like, okay, now is this is the new plan that you're doing? What about the plans you had before? I, but in a sense, I kind of think this actually would work because it, my thing was that what makes Marvel work is that um, they have Kevin Feige. He has a solid vision. And working through his vision and bringing in creatives to, to make that vision come to life has been obviously very fruitful for Marvel. DC, obviously, as we, I've documented a million times, failed with, with going through Zack Snyder's vision. I do think that clearly Phillips has shown that his vision for what these movies could be like could potentially be outstanding. So I think that at least, even if the vision could conflict with other things you're doing, at least you do have one division that is doing one specific thing, and it's behind a guy who clearly has a good handle on these characters, at least he had on one, and I would think that he would have a decent shot at other ones. So we wouldn't know until we saw it. So in that standpoint, I say, well, actually, it may actually help them become more organized because at least here now I know exactly what they're doing. The fans know what they're doing, and there's kind of something to look forward to. It's supposed to kind of us sitting in like no man's land. Like, is is Nightwing still happening? Is Batgirl so happening? Like, there's <laughs> know, these movies that they that have been reported that are supposed to happen. They have directors. Like Nightwing has a director. Yeah, man. It's Chris McKay. Yeah. And we 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 have not we have heard nothing. <laughs> you ask Chris McKay, he, he doesn't even know if he's doing the movie. <laughs> so it's like a lot of disarray. I uh, see I think that's the thing though. I think DC is comfortable with that. Because their movies are making money. I think they're comfortable. Look, Joker has nothing to do with the Batman has nothing to do with which with the Batman. Joker has nothing to do with the Batman. The Batman has nothing to do with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman does have something to do with Aquaman. But Alchemy has nothing to do with Shazam. Like, I think, you know, Black Adam, we don't know where that's going to fall in any of this. Yeah. That might have nothing to do with any yeah. of those movies. Yeah, but except for Shazam, probably. I would think so. We, we but, hope. yeah, I would, I would hope so. And but, we'll talk about that a little later. But, you know, who even knows about that movie? <laughs> so, like, you know, that's the confusion, but I think they're comfortable with that because as long as all these movies do well, yeah. it doesn't need to be some linear shared universe. Yeah, I mean, it's like that, that um, that um uh, was it Bugs Bunny? When they have that baseball game and they're in the line and it's just, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're just hitting home run after home run right. every play, <laughs> it's like that with DC. It's just like, oh, who's next? Yeah, Nightwing. All right, go get me another billion dollars or, or whatever. Yeah, know, and like I, and I think in my head, I think that they're probably not as unorganized as I present them. I, I think they actually are executing some kind of plan. I just don't think they've told anybody. Yeah, it's and, unorganized I mean, from our perspective. Yeah. right. I think yeah, I think, I I think they haven't told anybody because I think they kind of because they got rocked with how poorly the Snyder world came unveiled, I think they kind of want to kind of hold their their cars to the vest so that in case they have to the audible, it doesn't look like they're making your right. obvious audible. Like, like they got caught with their pants down a little bit with the Snyder situation where it was became very clear they were changing direction. Right. And, they, ben that Affleck. Was, and, and it was embarrassing. Ben Affleck just and, as bad. And, you you know, yes. You had a absolutely. guy that... Was Batman? Yeah, he Batman, but couldn't couldn't be Batman. Right. But then, like, he committed to being Batman for like ten years. Right. Exactly. So, so I think they don't want to have that happen ever again because it was embarrassing. So I think that they are executing some kind of plan. We just don't know it. But when I heard this, I was like, okay, well, that would be a plan, and a plan that could be really good because I love Joker. It's one of my favorite superhero or comic book. I would say movies what's, of all time. What's Walter Hamada doing? We don't know. That's that's the funny thing is that I feel yep. like we're in a holding pattern. Like we we, we think that Walter Hamada, we figured he'd be Kevin Feige, but yeah. I mean he, that's what he's to supposed. That's his that's, that's his position. He, that's <laughs> what his position is. But yeah. like, I mean, like so we know. So is he is he just to answer your question? We know he he greenlit uh, Joker. He greenlit um, this uh, Birds of Prey. He greenlit Suicide Squad. And he greenlit that, yeah. the Batman trilogy. Yeah, and yes. Black Adam now. And Black Adam. Yeah. Right. Though I don't give him so, credit for that. that's kind like, like, yeah, like like, yeah, that. of been in development. He probably just kept that. He didn't like, he launch launched. He didn't do away with that. So, like, I mean, or... he's doing the job. Yeah, but I'm not is, saying he's what, not doing the is job. He, what like, is he creating it towards, I guess, is what you're asking? Just like Feige had a... Feige has a clear, like he has a he has a clear universe that he's developing that, yeah. you know, it's a straight line and it's everything that he creates is under this environment and anything that I don't create is not is not me. You know I feel like I mean, is Hamada not a creative in that sense? Is he just your your CEO, executive that's, you know, just overwatching, making sure that the creators make the stories and that they're done well, but he could care less about you know shared universes and I, know, I it's think, not Kevin Feige. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I, <laughs> I agree with Sham. I don't think that he's nearly as focused and as concerned with creating some crazy cockamamie. Not saying hey, well, Kevin that, Feige does his cockamamie, yeah. but, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I'm saying, like I like super like, elaborate, like, some super elaborate, like, like like clearly like the, like the Marvel universe was created with great detail, and I don't think that Hamada is. Greenlighting these movies with that kind of detail clearly he's not even he's movie executive well, yeah you know, he, he's a music exec so exactly. he's just gonna greenlit what he thinks is yeah good. what do you think gonna be a good movie. And, and if they have to do if they want to do something bigger i think he'll make it work that's why i think at least that's what i think his head is is at. i don't think he's like i I agree you asked a good question i agree with sham i don't think that he's like fighting that like everything's so meticulously going towards something i think that He's saying, oh, this guy has a great plan for this. Let's do that. Oh, that would be a good idea. Let's, let's work or on doing this. this is a bad idea. This yeah, or that's a bad <laughs> idea. We don't want that. Right. Push the gold. Yeah, yeah. or Cavill, you got to go on the bench. You know, so, like, Like right. I think he's he's working towards something, but I don't think it's something that is super focused. Right. So, so what do we think about, real quick, like, a Joker sequel in general? Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask whether you, or not, you think yeah. this is that happen? happening and should it happen? Yeah, once that got announced, I don't want a Joker sequel. Wow. I think and I, and I said that after we got after the movie came out right. in our review, I don't want a Joker sequel. I like this as a standalone movie. I don't mind him. I don't mind Phillips working on other people, mm-hmm. other characters, but I don't want a Joker sequel. This movie is good on its own. I don't think I don't think it, it will, will necessarily be bad, but I'm absolutely one hundred thousand. So you there happy. wasn't an ounce, there wasn't an ounce of you that read that and was excited. No. I, I mean I I read <laughs> we're getting a Joker sequel. I mean I was excited. Whether or not it's I mean, going to be a movie, right I think I don't know. maybe, and I hope this isn't the case. But maybe I've become too jaded as a fan because I do this show and I'm critically thinking about everything. That yes, I feel like EJ, the fans should have been more excited, but I wasn't. I was more like, wow, okay, this looks like a clear money grab. Like obviously like, it's a money grab. But my, my and I could have told you they were going to make the sequel after the the wait. That's and, why first of all. Yeah deadline was to shoot this thing down this is happening hollywood reporter doesn't come out and say we're getting a joker sequel after all the money that they're after all the money they've made just for deadline to be like it's not gonna happen or slow down i mean this thing like like you said they made a billion dollars on a 60 million dollar mm-hmm. movie like <laughs> i'd be shocked if there was not a sequel like so and I, I and i tend to agree with you this is probably gonna happen but I think what's concerning to me, and, I, and I, what I will lean on the deadline I'm reporting about, which I do think is pretty accurate in that there's no plot and there's no script. That's what's concerning to me. And that was concerning to me when I first heard the news about the the highway reporter's initial confirmed that a sequel was indeed happening. And I don't know what the situation is. I, I, I tend to think that Warner Brothers is saying, yeah, we're doing a sequel. And that's where they got their sourcing from. And Phillips, who may have talked to them but really didn't confirm or, like, really think that anything was solid, was like, oh, no, I didn't agree to anything. And it was very preliminary and it was very, like, not serious at all. So I, I think that there is motivation within Warner Brothers to do a sequel. I just don't know if Phillips has signed on to that yet or is, is completely on board with it yet. If Phillips ain't doing it. Films ain't doing it. I don't know. Hot, Phil just oh, made they, a hundred, they, he just made a hundred million dollars off his Joker movie. He's gonna give it. A he's going do it. Yeah, I agree with Sham. I mean, I agree with Kendall. He's not gonna pass that up. He Unless either. he's just like, I'm not gonna do another movie ever again because I don't have to. He doesn't. Yeah he, he really doesn't yeah, he really doesn't. Yeah, he really doesn't have to. But like, <laughs> but if another hundred million dollar purse is coming to him, potentially he ain't gonna turn it down um, for artistic, you know, integrity. You <laughs> shout out to uh, to Kramer, uh, not Kramer. Um, uh, what's the name from Seinfeld? But, uh, George from Seinfeld. But, yeah, like, I don't know. To me, I didn't, I wasn't that excited, I'll be honest. And part of me was because I just feel like, I I, I like the sequels when you're, when it's, like, comes out after, you know, months and months and clearly, like, the the person came out with a plan. Or if the director, like, Patty Jenkins said that, yeah, like, when she acted, as soon as Wonder Woman got great reviews, immediately she was like, oh, yeah, I have ideas for what a sequel would look like. Like... Phillips is giving me no indication he's even thought that far down the line, and reporting is suggesting that's the case. So now, a guy who, to me, wrote a movie, and if you watch Joker, to me, it reads very much like a one-shot. It watches very much like a one-shot. like uh, That's not a movie that I look and see with the obvious sequel pieces to pick up on. So now, he's got uh, to concoct another story to make this continue. I'm not saying it can't be good, it could be outstanding. But, but that—that's the, the also, pitfalls we've seen in sequels usually start with stuff like this. And that's why it's concerning to me. that That's also, I think, I don't, like, I feel like we also have to realize that not all sequels have to be, like, like, have to be derived strictly from the first movie. Like, Marvel tends to do that. Or Marvel tends to, you know, tease what's going to be in a future movie or, you know what the sequel is going to be about. And spider Man's tend, tend to do that as well. But, like, you can have a movie be a one-shot in its own right and then still make a sequel of it. And Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, like, the Joker, this Joker movie didn't have to tease into this next sequel for this next sequel to be good. I feel like, I don't know what the story, I have no, I have no ideas for what a Joker sequel could be that could be good, um, especially if Batman's not in it. Um, but my thing is like, give me another crack at Joaquin Phoenix, or give Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Hiddle's rather another crack at this character in Gotham. And I mean, I'm gonna see it. You know, oh, I'm, I'm not. We're all you know, gonna you know, see I'm, it. I'm gonna, course. I'm gonna be excited to see what what they have in store. Again, I can't tell you whether that's gonna be good, but. And I don't have any ideas that I can, that I can think of. I guess good. my, I guess me, which me and Shamar and Shamar can speak for himself. But I think what I, I'm thinking for sure, I'm sure Shamar is thinking as well, is, I, of course, I would love to see Joaquin and Todd get another crack at this. But I want it to be pure. I want it to be as good as possible. But and, and I, I think don't pr- think that they're gonna. I, these guys are going to be Academy no, Academy Award nominated. You know, they already have been Academy Award nominated. You know, performers. I don't think that they're. Gonna, I mean, they could, you know, mail in, but not. not I'm not, not saying mail it in even. It's yeah. just you can put your heart and soul into a movie and it still be bad. I think Zack Snyder put his heart and soul in BVS. I think, I think the actors did their best. I don't, I don't think that they mailed that movie in. It just wasn't good, and it wasn't good because it came from a, a a failed uh story plot point and just the way they crafted the story, it just never. It was dead on arrival and I just don't want a dead on arrival movie that's my issue I know what their talent level is I know what they, they're capable of but my concern with a sequel is you have no story plan you didn't write the first movie to have a second movie now they're just coming to you and say hey make another story with this character now you have a great feel for the character so there's no reason why there's a there's a chance maybe you can get it done but that that just leads to a lot of hurdles you got to clear and as we said before it seems like the when you talk about the stories of bad sequels and how they happen, they usually start like this. And not for nothing, we've seen Philip sequels before. They were horrendous. And that's something to be said, too. And I, and I don't think that the, the Hangover was written as a movie that was privy to a sequel. I didn't want A Hangover 2. Right. And we got A Hangover 2 and 3, and they both were, were not good. So this isn't even a director that has shown me he has the capabilities to do that kind of work without having a plan... To move forward with something like that, is Joker two? Is Joker two going to be a dangerous movie?
1: <laughs> That's a fascinating <laughs> question because,
0: like, will Todd Phillips have heard whatever he's heard, and will that affect how he directs? And I don't I wouldn't no, want it. I, so. I wouldn't want it to. <laughs> Me neither. Because the movie there's made it, the movie, the movie the made too much money for him to feel, and it was too much of a creative success to feel like there's any pressure to change. But we also know Warner Brothers is. The, they're like any company, but it's just, it just maybe because they've had their 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 pitfalls of the last five years with DC. They're very sensitive to what people are saying about them, and well, they're even more. Sensitive I, I'm telling you, they're, they're, they they. they I mean, they literally. I was about to say. They, no, but they literally pulled their whole. They pulled everybody who was talking about the Joker from the movie just off the press. Just like don't even talk to the press, like so. Look, I'm not going to put. Slightest? I'm not putting it past them that they would that not he do come meeting. up to them and say, "Hey, just think about what has been said about us." I, I, would I mean, not put it, I'm yeah. not saying it's going to happen. That may be I'm a just conversation that yeah. would. I would not put it past them that yeah. conversation has happened. That, that's now, true. will it affect Todd Phillips? Will that? Change? I don't know I, if it will affect him. I have him no either. idea, and I wouldn't. Yeah. I would argue. We I may never know. Yeah, we and we may never know exactly. But without question, a company that this that has this much focus on what is said about them in the media. Uh, they're, they're definitely going to have a conversation about it, especially if you're doing a second movie. Um, but we should move on. Uh, let's talk about this Snyder Cut, because it looks like we may have gotten it right, though it's still paused because there's still a lot more to be reported. But uh, after what became, as we talked about last week, increasingly reminiscent of an organized campaign, we're now getting our first reports that the much-talked-about Snyder Cut of Justice League will be, in fact, released. According to Cosmic News and other sources on YouTube, Facebook, and Reddit, the film will finally see the light of day on HBO Max. Sham, is HBO streaming service a good spot for the film? It is. It's perfect spot for the film. I From day one, well, okay, maybe not day one. But from, from day one of HBO Max, I think anyone that wanted the Snyder Cut was like, put it on HBO Max. Yeah. And it just makes perfect sense. Well, before then, people were saying DC Universe, but that wasn't going to happen. But HBO Max makes perfect sense. So, yeah, this is 100,000% a good move. I think you're going to get all the DC stands to get HBO Max because until they merge DC Universe with HBO, HBO Max, I think a lot of those people are going to be like, why do I want HBO Max when I have DC Universe? Put the I, had a, cut. I had a very long conversation with my friends this weekend uh, trying to explain to them what is on HBO Max and what is on <laughs> DC Universe and what the difference is. Yeah, It's very complicated and very confusing. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, so I think it's a wonderful move, and I think they're gonna make a lot of money. Kendall, is HBO Max uh, taking on the Snyder Cut a good move? Yeah, I mean, I I told I told you guys last week this was gonna happen. Yeah, I, yeah. It's gonna be on HBO Max, um, and I, I was even more confident when after our our show I saw Damian Lind- Lindelof was also tweeting. You know, I haven't even seen the Snyder Cut. I don't know if it's real, but if it is. This should come, it should come out. or yeah. whatever. I was like yeah, HBO's number one for, guy now is the guy yeah, exactly. talking about Snyder. Cuts. This guy's talking about we need the Snyder. I'm like, oh. and the next <laughs> thing you're gonna have a a, a DB uh, uh, Wise and Win. And Weiss, Weiss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Benny off and Wise. Benny off and Wise. Yeah, those guys are gonna hey yo, get that Snyder cut <laughs> on HBO Max. I'm like, all right, this is uh, one a little too far now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's too clear what's happening right now. So I mean, they're gonna get a Larry David. Like yo, put yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> You know, we're get the rock. <laughs> you know, All AVO's top people. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, they. I mean, this was gonna happen. I I don't know how much this is gonna move the needle. Like me personally, I this wouldn't. I'm not like the biggest ECU person, you know, like. But this wouldn't make me say I have to get the ECU now. Like, or I have to get APO Max because I have to see the Snyder Cut. Um, I'd do a free trial for the Snyder Cut. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know when, they ever, when they're going to release Right, yeah, we might not ready. let you do that. But, you know, like, <laughs> I don't Schwarz know. Just making up rules that might not be happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I'll give him half the money. He's like, you know, to be clear, HBO, we're not negotiating with you over our podcast about what it would take for us to <laughs> yeah, buy it. <right>. Schmarz <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, oh, man, you want me to get the, you know, I'll get the free trial, if, you know, you put on you put on the Snyder Cut. Yeah, but, like, I don't know who's going to... I don't know who's gonna see, who who's buying the HBO Max to see the Snyder Cup, but like, cause my thing is like it's a movie that I've already seen, you know. If if I if I read reviews and people mean, are like it's a it's completely different, that's like the not like the Ultimate that's Edition. <laughs> Batman v yeah. Superman was like, oh we get a little bit more a little you know scenes fit a little differently the they're from, like the go, movie go, makes from, sense yeah. now yeah. right ghost which of, you know, I was like Jesus yeah it goes from a B to a B to a, to a B plus right exactly like yeah. that's like I don't need to see. like <laughs> I don't have, I don't even know if I've seen that movie yet but like the the Snyder cut like if they say like look completely different movie like whatever you think of Justice League is not what the Snyder cut is then maybe. But if they feel if it feels like the ultimate edition, this isn't gonna move the needle. At least not for me personally? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I absolutely, um, like I said before, I mean, I I just think it's a great idea. Yeah. I think that, um, and also I think it honestly I think it'd be good for Snyder. I think it'd be therapeutic for Snyder. For sure. And I think it would just be good, you know, to have his version of the movie. You know, since this is kind of his last hurrah. This could like, act as a close man, to DC. You, you know, need to get Zack Snyder some. I know he. We talked about it last but He did get some work recently, but we need to give him some more work. <laughs> Cause I just, I'm kind of like, I kind of am tired of like this guy who has a legacy as a director being only now it being only tied to like his the end of his run at DC. Yeah, man. This like, guy is extremely talented. Yeah, he director. deserves he deserves way better than what has happened to him. Guy, I don't like talking about him the way talented. I do on my show, but I have no choice because we only talk about hero talk. But like, like I, I, I for his sake, I would love for to see him do more projects and more accolades yeah man i love his movies i love Watchmen. i love uh 300 i yeah. love um man of steel i mean i think he's extremely talented i saw sucker punch in theaters that was probably not the best idea oh but, yeah but i mean it shows that i have respect for snyder yeah because that's one reason why i saw it yeah so i mean look man the guy is extremely talented I, and i want to see his cut of his cut of justice league it's something that I have a desire to see. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. You know, posting hashtag release the Snyder cut. You know, I'm not marching I mean, for I, I or anything I've been like that. i paid by Warner Brothers. <laughs> but um, or else you would be tweeting that. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you're an employee. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, I I'm all for it. I say release it. Yeah, I mean, I think that. I, I think that the HBO Max thing makes sense. Um, I do find it interesting. One of the... I forgot who said it, but one of the guys on Facebook who was reporting about it was saying that there are hurdles because the movie is unfinished. There are parts that just are really unfinished. They don't know how they would finish it, so they have to get that figured out. And the composer, apparently, for the the movie also was like, I don't know how they're going to do this. That movie is not done. (laughs) So... so, um, That's what I've seen. That's what I've heard. So it's very interesting about what we will actually end up getting. I feel like what will happen is... It, like, we'll get a lot of Snyder Cut stuff, but they'll splice in, like, whatever they need from, like, the weeding cut to, like, make it work. And I don't know if it's gonna make any sense, but I think I think that's the only way they can do it because, like, I don't know how, you, like, some things that they shot, they had to reshoot. They never got to reshoot it because mm-hmm. it, they didn't finish the movie.
1: Right.
0: So, um, so I have a lot of questions about how this will work out. I do, we all agreed that this was gonna happen because of the clear, obvious promotion, <laughs> promotional campaign that was launched over the last two or three weeks. So this is gonna happen. I just don't know how it's gonna feasibly work or how it will look um i do want to caution people though because I, I through this story i went i'm some research about like what they were actually saying about the snyder cut um initially and remember when he got whatever the term is fired he went his spent time with family we don't really know for sure they parted ways you yeah know. They, yeah they parted ways maybe it's the best way to put it for sure um the people part of the storyline behind that when they parted ways was that the Snyder cut was unwatchable. Now I don't know if unwatchable means they didn't finish it, is whack, or is it just it's incohesive. But Collider was saying that it was unwatchable and 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 that it had a lot of issues. So right. people are like clamoring for this thing. I don't. I'm curious about how good it's gonna be. To me, like, it, it, people love like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They love like very unique, like obscure things, like. To me, this Justice League movie is not well liked. It just isn't. Like it's not. It has its supporters, but it's not well liked. Uh, but I think there's almost like a, a, a there's like a like a there's like an interest and there's a fascination behind like this mysterious thing that nobody has seen, but some people have. And like there's I think there's a, a feeling of FOMO. That's where what it's I like, don't get. Well, if People are, have seen it. Why can't I see it? I want to see this dark side. That's, that's dark. what I don't get man. And you know, Kendall asks like, you know, how many people really want to see this? I think that's a good question too. I, I don't know how big this campaign is. Like, it's is it loud or is it is there a lot of people? Is it a loud minority or you no, know, or is it or is it, is it legitimately a, a large crowd of people that really want this? And I don't know, but to me, like, it's the social media campaign and social media talk about it is so. It makes sense to do it, even if the people that are talking about this aren't that many. And I I can't, again, it's hard to really tell how many people indeed are clamoring for this. But as social media, you don't need a lot, honestly. You only need a few live voices, and that disseminates across the world. And that Mm -hmm. could be enough to drive a lot of attention, which they clearly have attained. Um, Let's move on now to talk about, I want to stay with movies, and let's talk about uh, this uh, Black Adam movie. So The Rock. Spoke to Screen Rant, uh, and he was asked about what, uh, when he will go face to face with Shazam, and his response shed light on some interesting details about his upcoming film. While he says that confront confrontation uh, with Shazam's being saved for a later date, he adds that his movie is an origin film that will introduce viewers to quote the world of the JSA, and that is of course the Justice Society of America. It coincides with reporting we've seen recently that it includes. Uh, Doctor Fate, Hawkman, who's especially maybe one of the main characters in the movie, Adam Smasher and Stargirl appearing in the film. So I will toss this to you, Kendall, do you want to see JSA in Black Adam? Uh I don't know. I mean I, I don't feel one way or another about them being in it. You know, we were excited about them being in Living to Tomorrow and that was uh up and down, is what I'll say. Uh but um I mean what I will say is that this, the, the all the recent reporting that we've gotten, uh is further confirmation to me that, and I'll talk. There's actually more stuff that we will we'll talk about later in the show, but this in particular is further confirmation that, I, not confirmation, but further my theory that Black Adam will be a villain mm. at some point, because the only people that we've heard being included in this movie Our are heroes. Heroes. Yeah. So, uh. I'm I'm officially on the Black Adam heel turn, eventual heel heel turn, bandwagon. Um, I agree, I agree. I I, I took the exact same thing from this. I was like, hmm. Huh. Where Hawkman, I was like, okay, because we talked about it this a little bit last yeah, week. he's, he's been in an I was like, okay, Hawkman. Time. Okay, they they've kind of done some weird stuff with him. Mm-hmm. No, Justice League had the most, the biggest example of him being a villain and him being from another world. They could make case that maybe he was kind of a ruler, Iron Fist type of ruler. I can see how somehow they finesse Black Adam to being the more pro protagonist in this scenario. But if you're adding uh, you know, Stargirl and Doctor Fate, I mean those are not villains. Like under any circumstances. Like you can't really Doctor Fate maybe maybe a little maybe bit. Team. But I mean Doctor Fate gets Shazam. I mean right, that's what right. you mean? I mean Black Adam? Right, like of course, I, I don't yeah, I mean that's like <laughs> I mean you really have to like yo, Doctor Fate's walling for right, for right. for Black Adam to look like a, you know, a sympathetic figure. So I I think that perhaps maybe they will recruit Black Adam to be part of the JSA. And then, you know, they'll be, oh, he seems like a good fit. But then, like, he starts, like, killing people or whatever or doing wild stuff. Now, yo, this guy is nuts. And then they try to take him down and maybe they can't. Um, That's how I envision it. Especially when I heard The Rock talking about how he has power to Superman. So who's a a villain that you could uh, put against Superman that would make sense for Black Adam, that has the strength and the capacity to take them on and be credible right. um, you have to put a team together really there right. aren't too many people that would make sense unless you put superman in the movie right. so yeah if you put him against dr fate hawkman uh sargirl adam smasher like yeah if you put all those people against black adam that could be a good showdown but that showdown is absolutely black adam as the villain this is so like weird to me it is weird because I, I, I just too. i keep thinking about the rocks instagram mm-hmm. posts I know. And how he's talking about how all oh, he's a hero that does it his way. Yeah, I'm so excited to finally play a superhero. Finally play a superhero. <laughs> you know, he does the right thing, he does it the black Adam way. It's like what? <laughs> but man <laughs> I know. It sounded crazy. But maybe this was his as Kendall mentioned it, maybe this is Mysterio. This is they're gonna he's do this long man, game. I'm telling you. Um, Part of the world. This is a really long game, man. But it's just weird because this one seems even <laughs> less like this, first one, this one seems even less believable. Movie. If, if if I disagree, I think it's more believable. I think it's less believable if you present it this way. No wait, what do you mean? So yeah, if me if you present it the way me and Kendall are suggesting this movie will go, where it's a just a JSA kind of wanting to collaborate with him and him bugging out. I don't know how like anybody who would see a trailer wouldn't realize. Oh, oh like, right, he's like, gonna turn. clearly he's gonna turn. Like I see. What you to said. me, yeah. like that's like less believable because the Mysterio thing in the trailer. They did a good job making it seem like... I mean, the trailers... He's the hero. Yeah, there were elementals, and there were right. things blowing up, and, like, if you didn't know anything... Never bought it, but... Yeah, I didn't buy it either. But I, like, I don't get there it. There's multiple dimensions. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh, maybe there's another Mysterio or something. Right. Like, like, they they did their best, even though right. it was a hard sell. I think this would be even harder to sell to me. if, like, again, he's with a group of heroes, and, like... Now, it's an easier sell like, okay, in the sense that... Who's he that, fighting? Like, that makes sense. It's, an easy, it's easier in the sense that this is a Black Adam movie, whereas Mysterio is the other character exactly. in a Spider-Man movie, so it's like, you know, typically the supporting character tends to be the villain, whereas right. the, t- the title character tends to be a hero. He's the title character. So how are you going to make him a villain in his own movie? He's the title that's- character, and he's The Rock. And he's The Rock. If The yeah. Rock says, I want to be a superhero, you don't tell him no. You don't say, no, 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 no. Yeah. You have to be the bad guy. And he's like, but I want to be Superman. And it's like... You know, I mean the Rock wants to be Superman. You know, <laughs> I, what does The I Rock look like? I don't What I don't want to see is The Rock uh leading the JSA. I think you will see that at some point. But I don't want to see I don't want it to be legitimate. I want there to be a obvious turn coming at some point. I, oh yeah, I, yeah. I'll put it this way. I hope you guys are right. I want that to be the case. Mm. Um I think that would be really cool. But I'm just I I have heavy doubts because of his posts about it. And he, I mean, they asked him about the showdown with Shazam, and he confirms that it's going to happen. So that would also, that's going to pit The Rock against a clear good guy. Yes. Like there's no ambiguity <laughs> right. about where Shazam lies. So that is, that I think points also to like some turn that could happen in this movie because there's going to be some kind of conflict that's going to put him against a good guy. They did do BVS, so it's not like we haven't seen heroes fight each other, but. Again, to fight a kid in Shazam like that seems like how would what, what would make a hero have to do that in any in any circumstance? He unless he wasn't a hero. That's the only way of make the only yeah. thing that would make sense to me. So this I I mean me and Kendall are sharing their brain on this. I do yeah. lean that okay feel more comfortable that maybe this will be a villain thing because again how many heroes are you gonna put in the movie like yeah like who who are they who are they possibly fighting that he would need all these heroes? He's Black that's, that's Adam. A good point. You know what I'm saying? Like, The rocket is billing him. It's like, yo, he's like a really powerful hero. He's He said, as I said earlier in the show, he is powers equal to Superman. Like, if you're billing him to be that strong, why would you possibly need Hawkman, uh, Stargirl, all these other people? Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate's one of the most powerful people in the DC universe. Why would you need all those people to fight some <laughs> random guy? Fight a brainiac or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you're fighting Brainiac or fighting Star or something. Like, I don't, it doesn't, otherwise, yeah. it doesn't matter. Fighting Mano Savage. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, tend, I tend to now believe more that we will get um, a, a villain Black Adam at some point, which is now exciting to me, but we still obviously don't know for sure. Uh, let's move on now. Kendall uh, and Shamari mentioned uh, we were going to talk about Henry Cavill, and he has some interesting comments in a recent interview we did with uh, Men's Health. Uh, he was asked a lot about his situation with uh, DC and being Superman, and he alluded that uh, he might not be quite done as the uh, quote-unquote Man of Steel. So he said, "The cape is still is in my closet. It's still mine. I've not given up the role. There are a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot I have to give uh, give for Superman. Wait, what? There's a lot I have to give for Superman yet. Uh, a lot of storytelling to do. A lot of real, true depths to the honesty of the character I want to get into." I want to reflect the move, the comic books. That's important to me. There are a lot of just, there's a lot of justice to be done for Superman. The status uh, is, you'll see, in regards to what's going on with his him playing Superman. He's also, on uh, an additional note, was asked about uh, kind of his time so far playing Clark Kent, and he says that uh, Man of Steel was quote a great starting point. If I were to go back, I don't think I'd change anything. He said, BVS, uh, he says, it's very much a Batman movie. And I think that Realm of Darkness is great for a Batman movie. Uh, but just like he said, quote, it didn't work. So uh, those were his uh, comments on, on his time in DCU so far. But Sham, it sounds like his time is not done based on how he's talking here. So what is going on? We, we were under the impression he was done. And then it became kind of murky and then they just let it go. And now he's saying the cape is still in the closet. Uh, I guess he's still Superman. It's very confusing. Um, I mean, it just, we talked about, you know, DC not coming out and saying anything. Um, I mean, this is kind of one of the things, the one of the benefits of saying stuff as a company, coming out and saying this is what we're doing, you know, which I feel like, um, you know, when we talk about Imperial, I feel like Lucasfilm is kind of in between DC and Marvel, where they sometimes say stuff, but other times they just don't say anything. Yeah. Or they take too long to reveal stuff. Um, whereas Marvel just will just come out and tell you a whole slate for the next yes. you know, 10, 20 years. And DC just doesn't tell you anything. Or you're just hearing all these conflicting different reports from here and this and this and this rumor and all that. And you have actors saying stuff, oh, I'm still in the role. And they're nowhere to be found and there's no word <laughs> that they're going to be in anything, in any upcoming movies. And they were cut out of the scene in Shazam and all this other stuff, and it's, <laughs> it's looking like he's very much not going to play the role. And we're hearing from various reports that he's not going to play the role, or that he was fired. So it's very, very um, strange. Um, now, I now, personally, just in terms of Cavill himself, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm glad he wasn't, you know, completely fired as opposed to that. So that kind of conflicts what we were hearing before with Cavill just being out completely. Um, uh, so, you know, um, I'm happy for him. I don't think he's a bad Superman. So I'm I'm up for seeing more Cavill as Superman. Um, but, you know, it's just confusing. So I, I wish, uh, in cases like this, I wish DC would come out and say, yes, this is our Superman, or no, this is not our Superman. What's going on, Kendall? So Henry Cavill might be Superman. Might be Superman again, I should say. Um, this comes... Interesting, interesting nugget because uh, our our guy Boss Logic, uh, shout out to Boss Logic, saw him at New York Comic Con. Uh, obviously, does 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 the stuff in the industry. Uh, good with concept art. He came he came with a con- he came up with a concept art of uh, a, a Man of Steel movie, a sequel. Uh, this came out I think this week. Um, and Henry Cavill. Well, no, then somebody tweeted or somebody commented. Uh, on his post, like, well, it's not gonna have Henry Cavill in it or something like that. And Boss Logic was like, uh, don't be so sure about that or whatever. And Henry Cavill liked the tweet mm-hmm. or liked the comment. Mm. And Boss Logic was also the first person to have uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman months before it got announced. He said that that's what he was hearing. So, I mean. Boss Logic, he's not a reporter by any stretch. But he—it's become very clear to me—he has very good relationships with a lot of these people. Making right, these, movies. these studios. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously, he did this Black Adam thing. Right, he knew about Black Adam before anybody else. Right, exactly. had to. So, like, I, and to couple that with, um, so one, I think that this is happening. But or I think I wouldn't be very—I would be—I I wouldn't be surprised at all to see. Henry Cavill back as Superman. Uh, in most cases, I would be, but this because of all these connections, it makes sense. But also, um, what I found interesting was that Hiram Garcia, who, he was a producer for Hobbs and Shaw, he's a producer for Black Adam, He, you know, he's one of the Rocks people. Um, he, in, a, in an interview, he said that, you know, this is going to be in the same universe as Shazam, but he also, said, and he, uh, he also said that this is going to be um, or that he would be very interested to see a showdown of Black Adam and uh, Superman. Yes, and Henry Cavill coming back makes me wonder if this isn't a setup for Black Adam. Isn't a setup to for Black Adam versus Shazam, but it could be a Black Adam versus Superman showdown. And that's what I've in seen. the near future. Well, remember when we were beginning time, beginning beginning of the time doing this show. I kept saying that I thought Black Adam made the most sense with the next Superman villain, right. without question. I thought that was the way to go. That yeah, was way you introduce, that. That was way you introduced him, and then you do your Shazam Black Adam movie. Um, and to me, here's what I think has happened because the reporting was very clear. I actually went back to see what the reporting was. How Reporter reported was basically the headline Harry Cavill out as Superman amid uh, Warner Brothers DC Universe shakeup. So, yeah, I remember that. It doesn't man. leave much ambiguity for what happened. What I do remember was neither side gave a confirming statement about it. Yeah, no. Which was not that weird considering you don't want to, I guess, just take everything off the table. But it it became very clear that they were done because uh, uh, Cavill was doing The Witcher. DC was changing their entire universe. They were moving forward with Supergirl, which we now know is still happening. So something has changed. My conspiracy theory about what's happening right now is The Rock... In his talks, I'm glad we did this right out of the Black Adam talks. The Rock, in his talks with DC and Warner Brothers, is trying to formulate what the plan is for Black Adam. And I think for him, in one of those reports about the Black Adam and who's going to be in it, the idea was that they're looking for someone to play Hawkman who like looks the part of someone who could fight The Rock. Something that's like a blockbuster Hollywood kind of showdown. To me, that's what The Rock lives for for his Hollywood films. He wants to be uh, aside, uh, apart from the other big time, A-list superstar type actor. That's what, that's what gets him up in the morning. That's what motivates him. I think in his eyes being amongst the best. And to me, who could DC pitch to him that could make The Rock feel like, yeah, I'll, I'll be signed up to this universe long-term and not go over to Marvel or go over to Marvel and Disney. You know, Marvel and Disney has talked to him about something at this point in time. Yeah. Well, make, we'll make him more, right? we'll make him stay loyal to and black. Panther too. <laughs> we'll make him stay loyal to Pepsi, the Pepsi yeah, and Burger King are, of this argument, as opposed to the, you know, McDonald's and Coca-Cola. We'll make him do that. Right. If you, the lift, you gave him the big, <laughs> a, a big carrot. Say, like, this is what you're going to be building up to. Who could possibly be that guy? I think maybe it's Cavill. And I think maybe... So you think Cavill is going to be in Black Adam or Black Adam is going to be in Superman? I think that there is something... Something's going to happen down the line where there will be a movie with Black Adam and Superman against each other. I don't know what I think, I movie think it is. I think Cavill will be in Black Adam. Both That I don't think it's out of the question. I don't think it's out of the question. Especially, of the question. especially because, as we've said, we don't know what DC's plans are. Right. We don't know. The timing of this is just too... Too coincidental for me to think that there isn't... And, that, I, can, and I think D-Hall The Rock, related. and I feel like The Rock, if I had to think of, like, people, I, I think he would feel like, yeah, I would love to go opposite and fight that guy in a movie. I mean... Cavill, I think, would be, like, re, re, number... He'd be top five on the list, Remember the, the pictures... Of people in Hollywood right now. Remember the pictures of The Rock and Cavill having lunch? Yeah, and, they're homies. You know, like, talking about Superman and Black Adam, allegedly. Like... <laughs> You know, why, like, why have those conversations if they're not going to do something together? Yeah, I think the... I why think do the, Black Adam now when it's been all this time? Maybe because they feel like Cavill, maybe because Cavill's thing is turned around. I think that there was definitely a breakdown, and they decided, we're just going to move on from this situation. We're going to create other movies, and we're going to, whatever. I think they were just done with Superman for a while. And... I think they were going forward with their plan. And when in continue with their plan, they wanted to commit the rock to doing black Adam. I think he probably needed to see a plan. The rock in that interview that I was referencing, he says, I'm very excited about the plan we have put in place for black Adam. This isn't uh, we don't know what we're doing. We're just flying by the seat of our pants. It's a clear directive of what they're trying to do. So I have, I think ideas of what could possibly somehow bring Cavill back into the fold in such a very bold way. Like him, they don't like that question in, a, in men's health as someone who works in media and television. Like, you don't, I know men's health is in television, but it works in media and deals with like celebrities and, and big officials and things like that. Like, he gets that question. He knows it's coming. It's not a, we're going to throw this at you randomly. Right. Like, you've talked to his agent about at the very least what topics you want to talk to him about, and then he can agree or disagree. Or you can say, okay, I'm going to ask, him, but you got to say no comment if you don't want to talk about it. So he. Mm-hmm. Absolutely knew this Superman DC question was happening. And yeah, he had this answer lined up. Something is happening. <laughs> Clearly. There is some plan in place for Cavill to return to the DCEU or whatever the DC is thing is now. Man, if you have The Rock fighting Superman, that's gonna make a billion dollars. That's that, that whenever that's Absolutely. what I always say, man. Like whenever mm-hmm. things I mean, are on. obviously gonna make money, they're yeah, gonna Yeah, that happen- showdown. that's gonna blow BVS out the water. You know, which is why a Joker sequel is gonna happen. Is obviously gonna make money, so they're gonna do it. Black Adam, the and suits want to make money. Yeah, they want to make money. They're Not stupid. Even if they got a recast, Joaquin Phoenix. Even if they got a Todd Phillips, you want to do it, get out of here. We'll bring someone else to do it. But it's gonna make movies. it's gonna look kind of the same. Yeah, it's gonna look kind of <laughs> same. If you will go see close it. enough, nobody will notice. Exactly. Yeah. You know. So I, I I think we will see Black Adam and Superman on the same screen. Uh, let's go to the TV news real quick. So Christ on Infinite Earth, we had a trailer this week. shows um, a typical thing you expect from a, a crisis level event, you know, death and destruction. Um yes. we got a lot of shots of the typical big players you would expect to see. so we saw Green Arrow, Flash, Batwoman, Supergirl, and the Legends of tomorrow. It was also big on uh, explosions, but short on story. though we did get some shots of uh, you know the Hocklin, the Superman and Tulick Low Lane with a baby that I assume is Jonathan Kent who we'll talk about in a second um, we got to see Brandon Roth Superman we saw Nash Wells who we've been introduced okay. to in Flash uh what do you guys make quickly of this trailer and some of the news we've gotten coming out of this there's been some interesting stuff one that I think is very interesting is the fact that this Brandon Roth Superman is actually the Superman from Superman Returns who is Christopher Reeve's Superman yeah which um which I love that idea I think that's extremely cool Honestly, I think it shows that they're trying to they're really trying to connect everything here, <laughs> which is fantastic. Um uh, I'm just I'm just excited to see all these people together, man. We got Black Lightning in the crossover finally. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Black Lightning. Um you know, we're getting Batwoman, of course, she was in the last one, she was introduced. Um, I mean, you see universes being ex- being uh, not exploded, but like just I guess just disappearing. Right. Um, just vanishing from existence, and you got the monitor. Did we got that? Did you guys see that picture of the anti-monitor that I leaked a, a while ago? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we got the anti-monitor, which he's gonna show up at some point. I don't know when or how or what's gonna what the deal is with that, but he's gonna show up. So, yeah, man, I'm ready for crisis. I'm I'm very much ready. I mean, the trailer trailer was decent, but this is this is one of those things where you just like you gotta see the event itself. And Kendall Stargirl as well will also be appearing in this, uh, in this trail, in this, um, this crossover, and that's of course a DC universe, a DC universe show, right? Which will yeah. also, I heard, Is, apparently um, be also be appearing on CW, which was a brand new news this week. Apparently, after it airs on whatever day it airs on DC Universe, it will then the next day also then be on CW. That's very interesting. Oh, interesting. That's inter- um, that's new news this week. Or um, last week, we were doing a show on a Monday. Was, I mean, the Titans are allegedly going to be in the crossover as well. So yes. they're already getting yeah. kind of... I've heard conflicting numbers. things on that. Really? Yeah. Really? Heard, yeah. First, some people say they are not going to be in the crossover. People that seem to be connected on, in the Titans thing. But we'll talk about Titans later. But, um, so we'll, but we'll see. But I mean, we've heard everyone's going to be in the crossover. We've heard, you know, I'm expecting to see, you know, especially Trash <laughs> Expecting to see Chris Evans, Captain American, Where's Batman. a Swamp thing? Yeah, I yeah, know we're, we're right. gonna see Hooded Justice in this. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, you're right. very well, man. But um, uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, this was. I mean, it was a good trailer. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a good trailer. It was, it was a trailer. You know, <laughs> <laughs> It didn't show you that much. But um, uh, the 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 Superman stuff. I, I my only concern is I don't want this to be, like, too confusing in terms of like there's like eight million. We already have like multiple. We're gonna have at least three Superman. If not more, in this in this crossover, um, like where does Tom Welling Superman play come into play? I get the feeling that Tom Welling. I think that thing's gonna be so short. It's gonna be a cameo, but it's that's good. my thing because <laughs> there's only four episodes, which is kind of unfortunate. There's no way you can fit like eighty characters into four episodes. Yeah, you know it should probably be five. You know, but it's really four episodes. I believe it's I definitely it it's not five. Oh, so four. I remember seeing that being like. I think it's just Supergirl and the other shows, Legends, Arrow, and Flash. But it's, I don't know. I I feel like, I think it could still be good. But at the end of the day, this is still a Green Arrow, Flash, Supergirl story. And the rest of the characters, I think, will be in the outside. There will be some nice cameos, some nice Easter eggs, you know. Um, We talked about it before the show, but uh, Kavanaugh is going to be playing... uh, Crisis character named Par- Pariah who is, you know, he was in the, the original story, but um, he's going to be another version of the Wells character, you know, the Wells, uh, what do they call it? The Council of Wells? Council of Wells yeah, he's going to yeah. be another member of the Council <laughs> of Wells. But, um, you know, so I don't know. You know, I, I'm not excited for Monitor or the Anti Monitor, you know, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, it's funny, for, uh, for a for a a, a story that was so, you know, it's so looked upon so, so, you know, honorably. It is fascinating how, like, nobody's really ever excited about the monitor or the anti-monitor. Yeah, no. It's and like, I, no one I, I who watched the read the book, no one who's watching the show, like, I never really been a thing. Like, when they said they were doing monitor and anti-monitor, I was excited, like, initially. But then we got the first stuff of Monitor, and he's just, I, I, we don't like him. Like, just, like he's causing, boring, like, he's... Causing problems. Yeah, he's universe. random, like... says, you must die, Mr. Oliver Queen. And it's like, oh, all right, now we got another Yeah. Yeah. So, There's no reason the Monitor has to be this campy, man. No. I mean, no he's, yeah, um, he's, he's literally... He's, he's, he's like... like, like uh, why, are why are they he's doing like, Yeah, this? he's like Zordon. Yeah, like, he's Zordon. <laughs> like, I, I feel like there had to be somebody at the writer's table, like, yo, fam. This is not a good idea. These and I'm not saying this this crossover can't be good. And, I, and I've and i liked Arrow a lot this season. But, like, just him. I'm just like, the monitor itself. I'm just like, there's no reason he had to be like this. Um, His voice, the way he looks, everything about him. <laughs> right. He's Screams, mad, 90s. He's he can't. He looks like something from the 90s. Yeah. yeah he does. Screams 90s, you know. Or like the 80s, even. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like the old TMNT. <laughs> right, exactly. Movies or something. Like, <laughs> it, was it was super old. old. Yeah. Uh,. I'm excited. Out I'm excited to see. Uh, I like the Christopher Reeves. <laughs> you know, like like killing, killing, Like, He man. looks like super. Like, like Oliver just, Queen. Yeah, one yeah. of the worst. Like, kind of like um, like uh, Red Tornado, in Supergirl. Yeah, 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 man. Which that's that's just legendary bad. Right, right, yeah. But they haven't. I don't know if they've done anything that bad. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Since I don't think he's that. I mean, didn't they. I mean, they like retcon. They didn't retcon it, but they like. They touched him up before he came out, so the set photos <laughs> didn't do it justice. But like, That's true. you know, still didn't work. Yeah, still absolutely didn't work. Yeah. did not work. Yeah, at all. CBS saw that it was like, Yo, get this show off, get this show off my network. <laughs> yeah, exactly. immediately.
1: Remember uh,
0: Maxwell Lord? Maxwell Lord is actually supposed to be in something crisis. Saying, are you telling me he's going to oh, be? in He's not going to be crisis. I miss Maxwell Lord. <laughs> he was a good character. A he was good actually. What's Maxwell Lord going to be in? You talking about Maxwell Lord that? Character or the actor? Joe Manganiello, the guy who played Maxwell Lord. <laughs> no, no, not, no, not, not the actor. Okay, I was wanting to be, make 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 clear. <laughs> Maxwell Lord is going to be in yeah, <laughs> Tomorrow's Show, to Red Tornado, and it's more ridiculous than I remember. That's outrageous. <laughs> yeah, no, Maxwell that's, that's, that's Lord. That's offensive. Will be in Wonder Woman two. Oh, so oh wow, really? It. Yeah, that came out like oh, that's crazy. Like, I mean, I think it's been out for a while, but just was under <laughs> went under her. Uh, real quickly, before we do the show uh, recaps, which is really good this week, I forgot I didn't tease it earlier in the show, but we're doing um, this monster episode of Watchmen, Titans and Batwoman. from uh, Multiple monster episodes of Watchmen. Yes, that's true. Uh, so let's quickly, this last story we got is from Geeks Worldwide. Uh, according to them, uh, the Clark Kent, uh, Lois baby that will first appear on Crisis, as I just mentioned, is indeed um, Jonathan Kent. He apparently will be aged up. By the time we see the Superman Lois. We TV told you show? before the show that Jonathan Kent was gonna be in the show. I was like, Jonathan Kent is gonna How? Like, why? Who was <laughs> you this? Yeah, I thought we were talking <laughs> about Grandpa Kent. Come on, man. We ain't talking about the Yeah, no, nah, I, I knew EJ was talking about him. No. I was like, what? I was getting ready to be like, how? <laughs> that was my Now my whole thing is messed up. <laughs> but right. not so when I said Damian Wayne, were you you should have been more confused. I, I mean, I was confused. I'm still confused about Damian <laughs> Wayne. but So, so apparently, according to Geese Worldwide, uh, the Super Sons will uh, apparently be in the show. So, according to Casting break count, Breakdown, they're looking for a character who's named Matthew, who will obviously be, apparently, Jonathan Kent. He will be a 14-year-old white boy who is well on his way to becoming a physical specimen. Matthew is clean-cut, modest, kind-hearted, with an awestruck attitude that somehow doesn't seem dated. Uh, he's also described as a three-port sport athlete. Uh, there's also the character of Damien Wayne, who they've described as, again, a 14-year-old white man, a uh, white boy, rather, who uh, has a young Leo, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio quality and inherent darkness to him. Ethan is the character they gave him the name of, is widely intelligent, but Mercer, uh, mercurial uh, temperament, uh, and, so, and social anxiety limits his interactions with people. He spends most of his free time playing video games. So, according to World why these casting calls are for Jonathan Kent and Damian Wayne, but no Batman. Um, they, I, not in this reporting. I don't know if that means Batman's in the show that we haven't seen, but no Kevin Conroy. <laughs> uh, I doubt it would be Kevin Convery. It would not be Kevin Conroy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised by this. I, I feel like, I mean, the Super Sons has gotten they're they're like kind of niche, really popular as a duo. Uh, they have a comic book that's been pretty successful. Uh, and they're, they're a fun, I've read a couple of stories with them together whenever I've seen them. They're, at, they're a fun duo. I'm I'm surprised that they would they would go this route, to be honest. Um, you know, I guess what would make Superman and Lois different from anything else we've seen? I mean, yeah, if you gave my a teenage son, that would certainly make things interesting. I think adding Damien to the fray uh, is not something I would expect, especially from a Superman show. It makes but sense. he is very, I mean, he's John. that's Jonathan's I would argue that's his best friend. I think it would have to yeah, be. Yeah, it would make sense, friend. actually, when I, when I think about, like, if Damien's very much just a supporting character and, like, you know, because the show is still about Superman and Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still the main characters. And then you throw Jonathan Cannon there, and then Damien is, like, very much not that important. But he's in the show. So you don't need Batman walking around. Like, you don't need Bruce Wayne, like, you know, you can reference him, talk about him. You know, I imagine they would, but um, he doesn't have to be in the show. So I, I disagree. I, disagree. So what? I, I think he has to be in the show. Who? Uh, Bruce Wayne. I mean, I hope he's in the show. I feel but... like if you're going to put his son you're gonna put his son Robin in the show, in the show how, how are you not going to? But it's I don't like, expect Wayne. Like, um, Wayne to be in every episode. It's like, it's like Bruce I don't think Wayne he'll never be showing either. up. Uh, I don't think so either. But it's like him never showing up in Titans. Right, which yeah, was annoying. Like, which yeah. that was that was super. Just seeing him in the shadow, <laughs> in the shadow, in the window, just in the window. What know? is their What is their apprehension to just showing Batman on television? What? Is, what? What is wrong with them? Um, it doesn't like because to me it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't Gotham, add up. But, but we okay, have, but he's, mean, we he, have an arrow. he's old, <laughs> okay, and <laughs> we haven't we haven't seen him in the costume, and he's really old and different from the Batman. No, I mean, in Gotham. Oh, in Gotham. Oh, oh we didn't even Gotham. We didn't see Batman. Gotham, right? <laughs> end, of, end of the show. That was that was no real. We saw so Azrael and Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> that was basically Batman. Got Jim Gordon. Like like, but to me, I don't. I really don't understand it. Like, why? What are they so afraid of? When it comes yeah. to putting Batman on television. They have we have three, two, so four supermans in one show coming up in a couple of weeks, and but like they, they like, they're, like yeah. so cautious about having Batman. They had a whole sh- episode show last season where they referenced Batman almost every episode, and he wasn't there. And initially, okay, we finally have Batman, but he's really old, and he's he's probably never going to pull on the cowl. I think they're afraid. Gotham, they went the whole series until It'll, the last episode. We have another show on Batwoman where they're constantly referencing Batman. Batman. We haven't talking, seen him. Like, what is their deal with yeah, like? No, he's not there. Like, they got to lift the ban on Batman. Just put him on the show. I think they're just afraid of comparisons. And you but know, they're not afraid of comparisons with Superman. Well, we don't have a Superman. The capital says otherwise. <laughs> but, you know, like, we're not getting a Superman show. You know what I mean? And We do have a Superman, I mean, a Superman yeah. movie, I should say. Uh-oh. You know, like, maybe at some point down the line, but then at that point, how long will this show last, you know? I don't know how long Supergirl's got, you know, as a TV show, which yeah. we've mm-hmm. talked about before. So, like, a superhero movie is something you can green light. I yeah. talked about that the Flash. I think was hurt by the Flash movie. Was hurt by the Flash show, you know. Anything that they did on the Flash, anything that I've seen, everything that's been done in the Flash, in the Flash TV show, yeah. you know. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, personally, I would like to see Batman on a television series. I'd rather so in some aspects, I'd rather see Batman TV than a movie. I've seen right. a bunch of movies at this point. I mean, I so with, when it comes to this show, what is this show gonna like supposed to look like? I mean, they're calling it Lois and Clark. I mean, we have the Bat-Sons. You've got Supersons, um, or yeah, Supersons. Yeah, <laughs> <Sun. laughs> I means like I got another kid. Talies <laughs> yeah. it has explained it. Dude. You You've got the adopted son and Dick and the biological son, <laughs> but we've got. Um, I mean, we've got you know Lois, who's I, I mean her her name is the first one in the title. So I'm assuming she's gonna be prominent in the show. Clark is Superman. Right. I mean, I'm like, is this gonna be just Superman light or just Superman? Like plus? They, said they said the the the, or the like, description was, you know, this is gonna be about you know, working parents in the in the new. I'm new very. Age. I'm, I'm. I have to say, man, the more I think about it, the more skeptical I am of just that. Trying to juggle that, parents, trying to juggle working. I'm trying to watch Modern <laughs> Family. <laughs> That's what it is. Know, I'm trying Family. to watch. I want to. Mm-hmm. Wa- if I'm watching Superman, I want to see Superman. Yeah, you know, I can't get that. If I'm watching Super, Bo- if I'm ready. watching John, which is part of the reason why we're getting this, I want to see Super Sons. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. I think this. I think if you watch Lois and Clark, I think this is gonna resemble something more like that than we, than we, than I expected. Yeah, then I, I don't know about this show, man. I don't know. I, 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 I've, I've, uh, I'm skeptical. Hopefully, it's good. You know, I like Tyler Hawkins. Fantastic. I, you I, you know, really I really liked like the Superman, Hockley. so I.
1: Yeah, because you, I have, to, you, mean, have, to, you mean, have to have the
0: question: What's going to differentiate this show from Supergirl? Supergirl is just a yeah. straight superhero show. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. so, if you're going to differentiate in any way, well, yeah, make it more of like a drama, where it's not necessarily about punching, you know, like Luthor. It's more about other things. It's unfortunate because CW, when it comes to these superhero shows. You know, the drama is kind of just the stuff where we're like, okay, okay, get through that. Okay. Right, the parts are the best you parts. Know, Olicity, all right, we get it. You know, and then I think they hope that the other stuff Superman and Lois Lane can still attract people regardless of what's the oh, it about? will. It means Superman and Lois Lane are two of the most iconic characters in pop culture that we have in America, so it's gonna bring eyeballs. Will they stay? is a question. I don't know if. Not making this a superhero show will make them stay, or maybe they feel like it will actually will help people stay because people may be like, I can, relate I don't, yeah, it. I can more relate to this than like seeing Superman fly around a million times, which is what made people, made people relate to Lois and Clark was that it was a show about a relationship as much as it was about superheroes, so to speak. I feel like this duo of Superman and Lois is going to connect more to people than Cavill and uh, Amy Adams. Yeah, I don't think anyone ever bought that relationship. <laughs> I mean, unless I mean, and you're a, you're a Man of Steel fan, and you're making that point. So no, yeah, like legit, like like right? I think that was probably one of the weaker parts of those movies, even if you really like those yeah. movies, um, which is unfortunate because that's like I mean, you got to get that right, and I don't know if they ever really did those two. Uh, but let's do our show recap. So we're gonna start with Watchmen. So the two episodes, uh we could spend literally two or three hours on both of these episodes. These episodes are so deep. We're yeah, not going to have this entire podcast dedicated to Watchmen. Yes. Yeah, that's their job. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to try to get to as much as we can. But please, please still listen to New Generation. So uh, we had two episodes we've, we, we've <laughs> watched uh, since the last time we talked about Watchmen. So we had Little Fear of Lightning, which was a very uh, looking glass centric episode, which these last two episodes I really enjoyed because they really they pushed the story along a lot. You know, I felt like. There were rumor, not rumors, but like there were kind of murmurs and whispers about the show's great, but where is it going? It's kind of slow. We're halfway through. We don't know what's going on. Were people saying that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, I said there were murmurs and whispers. I'm not saying it was the, the majority of people. There's <laughs> still people. But there were people saying that. Saying that. Yeah. Even yeah. they're saying that to episode, three episodes. They were like, and in the fourth episode, we still didn't get that much far ahead. And there were people saying, what, which, where is this going? And. I think particularly, I think you get anxiety because you you know that it's nine episodes, so you're like, right? Okay, where are we going with this? Now, what's great is that it's, to me, it's been very clear that Lindelof has not wasted any episode, and he sets those four first four episodes up very well with what you finally see in five and six. So again, the first one was a very looking glass century episode, and um, really went into the, to the psyche of this of this uh, of this man, and and in a way that. I did not expect and really painted him in a different light uh, in regards to what he's dealing with. And creating this, uh, this character of PTSD um, uh, you know, victim or PTSD sufferer <laughs> through what happened in 1985 with Fight Attack on New York. He was across the way in, um, in Hoboken, New Jersey. Yeah. But, uh, and he was actually saved by being in a funhouse after being kind of duped by some girl um uh, he was he was saved from the attack that the psychic attack that killed you know millions and millions of people in new york city and in new jersey where he was as he walked out the funhouse house so everybody was pretty much dead uh and how that's kind of stuck with him today and he kind of he has a whole crazy alien security system in his home and extra uh, extra dimensional security yes security which is like i love this i'd love the watchman universe because i just feel like they take everything. And they really, it's like every question you have, everything that happens in Supernatural, they like ask the question of what would happen in real life if this happened? And that's why, and like, they don't shy away from any detail. Alan Moore didn't shy from any detail and same thing to be said for Lindelof. So yes, of a, a space attack out of nowhere and Squidward coming out of the universe happened and millions of people died, like what would actually happen? Yes, you would have like, um you know, hungry capitalists trying to get people to move back to New York City and trying to uh, sell their way back in. You would have people who were traumatized by that incident being afraid to go back. You would have people doing support groups. You would have people, uh, uh companies investing in security just to, to quote unquote save you from <laughs> whatever extraterrestrial attack you may have. Like these things would absolutely happen, and uh, and understanding Looking Glass and the idea that he wears his foil not just because it's his. You know, it's part of what he does as a person, you know, member of the police department and not a vigilante per se, but, you know, a, a person who's a masked uh, member of the police officers. But he's also uh he wears uh, he never takes his hat off, that which has that same foil over his head. And it's his way of protecting himself from the psychic attacks. And what, you know, um, uh, what's the name had mentioned in the last episode? Uh, I can't remember her name for some reason. Uh, Silk Spectre. um Glory, oh, yeah. Who talked about how, like, oh, there were that, like, the people who have, who experience that psychic attack, like, they can't sleep at night. They have these, like, psychotic breaks in their sleep. And you see him wearing the mask in his sleep because of that. Like, it's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that episode was, that whole episode was just fantastic. I mean, Looking Glass has been um, just in just in looking online and getting of people, I feel like looking glass is almost like a show favorite for a lot of people. Um uh, I mean just the aura around him is is very Rorschach like. Even yeah. though he's not like a sociopath like a Rorschach was. Right, right. But like just the just the air about him and um and everything, so um so yeah, I mean I I thought the episode was fantastic. Getting more information on the seventh Cavalry. Yeah. Um uh finding out that that the Senator yep. is running the seventh Cavalry. Um I mean there's just Joe so Keen. many Yeah. yeah, yeah. My guy. He Joe Keene. Joe Keene Jr. <laughs> <laughs> senator Keene. <laughs> <laughs> senator Keane. Um which is such a that's such a senator name, Senator Keane. But um oh, yeah. it's like Senator Kelly. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, man, I mean, this episode was fantastic. It was a fantastic episode. I mean, you got the Cyclops uh, logo in the warehouse, which we'll talk about in the next episode as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall, this episode was fantastic, man. And uh, shout out to the, uh, I don't know why i forget his name, the actor that plays Looking Glass. Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, yeah. oh, a yeah. Fantastic that was an unbelievable uh, acting yeah. job in that episode. He's doing yeah. a fantastic yeah. job. Fantastic job. Yeah, he's... He's done. He's done a great job, um, especially playing that that type of character. It's just like, you know, obviously he's still psyched out by the the squid thing, but yeah. you know, and they they just did an excellent job with that episode. Just like the way they they framed, you know, even the first scene and yeah. that trauma that he felt, then the the squid attack and. You know, now he just doesn't trust anybody yeah. to a certain extent. He, he, and, like, exactly. it's just things that, like, I don't know, man. Just the way this show is... Again, we talked about it earlier in the day, but they 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 never put anything in this show for no reason. Everything they put in has a reason. And I think uh, Keen deciding that um, Looking Glass or Wade was the right person to kind of bring into the fold makes a lot of sense to me also because... One, he's the person that has lived his. He, they know has lived his life with this fear. of What happened back in nineteen eighty five, and he's a person who is his whole life is driven by the truth and getting to the truth and knowing the truth. So, who but who would be a better person to recruit to um, to the Seven Cavalry or to uh, your cause than the person who? Uh, you can convince that his fear is unfounded, and you can tell him the truth of what exactly is going on, which he doesn't understand. He's been just working this whole time to try to figure out. Like I think even the way they targeted him as the person that would make the most sense to start their motion to get Angela out of the way made a lot of sense in how they set it up with the girl who went to the uh, to the to the place with the uh, you know, support group. Like, lettuce. yeah, it was a, It all made a lot of sense, and I think Keen being behind the 7th Cavalry also. Uh, I remember made when sense. I said that that dude's gonna, gonna be a heel, yeah, yeah, yeah. it it was obvious, kind of, yeah. Um, you don't put Santa in a show like that, I don't <laughs> but I think <laughs> that, like, anything, like, things can be obvious, but it doesn't mean it can't still be good. And I think that, like, his even his, him talking about like why he is part of the 7th Cavalry and how like. He connected it to the cop and he was like, look, you know, this was like just us kind of kind of keeping the peace. And, you know, know, I keep these like crazy racist rednecks from killing people. And like, you know, he keeps the police in line and, you know, everybody goes about their day. And it's kind of crazy because like those are the kind of deals that are 100 percent cut between like Mm -hmm. police departments and like underlords of crime. Like police department having understand understanding with the mob. Or a police department having an understanding with the gangs like those that that happens you know now not it, it being this crazy structure where like it's like police uh, decorated police chief and like a senator uh you know that's that that's crazy and that's definitely in the conspiracy theory line but those kind of peace offerings or, or situations kind of happen and it goes back to like uh when the chief in the i think in the, the first episode when he he learns about the, the cavalry killing the officer, and he kind of goes, like, why did they start this issue again? Like, like even there, you can almost tell, like, he knew something that, like, the other people didn't know. Like, they always thought the cavalry were evil. But for him, he was like, why did they do this again? Like, I thought we were good. Like, and now you see why he thought that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. Now, um, looking glass, do we think he survived whatever was going to happen to him? Well, that's what I was going to yeah, say. I think so. <laughs> because, be now nah, there's two, there's two, you know, maybe, maybe he didn't, you know, but I think the way I interpreted it was, so obviously he rats out Angela. Yes. But, uh, whatchamacallit, Keen gave him that ultimatum, so he had to do it. My question is, it? and then Keane is setting him up, because then he, those guys pull up to take him out. Yeah, of course. My question is, Looking Glass would know that Keane was lying to him. And saying that you know I you, you know you'll be fine right you know so Looking Glass was gonna know that those guys were gonna pull up on some level uh, and that he wasn't he wasn't safe so he may have been he may have been strapped already or he may have been already ready preparing for some be, people to pull to pull up on him mm. so he may have gotten out on that but Plus, why but why would he what would be the impetus for him to rat out Angela still if that was the case well he had to protect her. Um, remember they said you know, what's called yeah, Keen needed, yeah. Keen needed her out of the way. Right. So he was like, "All mm-hmm. right, I need. I'm gonna, you know, rat her out so that she's out of the way, so she's protected." But they're still gonna come after me because mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's lying. Yeah, because it definitely seemed for someone who's so paranoid, it seems like it, it seemed kind of crazy that he would just fall for something like that. Yeah, he's very sloppy. Though I, I again I do think that Keen targeting him made the most sense. Yeah, you know. At the same time, he also, he was going through a very, you know, obviously he had still had that trauma with yeah. his. plus learning that the whole, well, also, what do we think of the Vite message? Uh, message? The Vite message. The Vite message. That's, how, that's was, how he learns the truth. Right. Is, is through the Vite right, message. Right, you know. Um, I mean, there's a lot of questions. Even well, though I thought, I, I, I don't know how I feel about Jeremy Irons.
1: I didn't, like trained, I didn't like him playing Vite.
0: Like, I, I kind so of like, agree. He looked like he was I, like, w- Yeah, I wish they had cast someone else. younger, right? Yeah. Or, or you know, look, if y'all got the budget, man, yeah. put those dots, do the, right. you know, what what they did with yeah, uh, the, Marvel. The, the Marvel magic. Yeah, exactly. Michael Douglas. <laughs> yeah, the aging Michael Douglas, Samuel L. Jackson, the even, um uh, what's his name in The Irishman? How they him. them? Um, the mob, main mobster dude. I not, not Daniel Craig. Uh, De Niro? Yeah, yeah, how they de aged him in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I I I I didn't like that either. Um, I think he did look somewhat younger. I think Lindelof I think tried, wanted but... I think he I think he wanted Vite I mean cuz what's the name of the, uh, Irons is a great yeah, actor Iron, and, he delivered and the great. monologue was outstanding. Yeah, he, I think he felt like he needed Irons to deliver that monologue cuz he couldn't get some guy to do an Irons impersonation. Right. So right. I think he chose the lesser of two evils in his eyes. Visually, yes, it looked weird. Visually, it looked weird because it's like this guy he looks the same age as he does from 40 yeah. years ago. and That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, mm, it was yeah, in black and white, right? No, it was color. No, well, it, wasn't, it was color. It was in color. It, I mean, I don't know. They could have done something to make him look like, you know, you know, even a you know, different hair color. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, he seemed more <laughs> blonde, I guess. He guess did was, seem a little more blonde. Yeah. That was the only difference. But yeah. that was it. He saw just as many wrinkles. Yeah. So uh, that was the only thing I didn't like. Right. But yeah. it's crazy that he was able to plan that far ahead. And it really speaks to, like, it, it adds more to the psychology of Vite because, like, as we've seen, I mean, like, Robert Redford seems like a pretty good president. Right. Like, he's doing a lot of the right stuff. You know, he seems to be kind of correcting a lot of the wrongs in American society. Uh, yeah. not everything's perfect but like there, it seems like you know clearly that everything's perfect but it seems from his standpoint he's done all he could do and when you consider that like Vite did all this in turn, in hopes of creating a utopia and that Redford would be the right person to do it like and you see what Redford has done and where the steps he's taken towards that it's like it goes back to that whole thing of like yeah Vite's a villain but like he really thinks he's a hero and he really thinks he's trying to do what's best for society at least right. he did, um, when he so, did what he did. For me, also the Vite message illuminates how crazy, or how like the situation he's in has to be really bad. For the fact that he can't get out, and like he got put in this situation, like something, something crazy must have happened. We don't know what happened yet. We don't know where. I mean, we know where he is. So, so yeah, in the he's in <laughs> he's on Jupiter, but, um, like. We we don't know the specifics of what happened, but given that he was able to plan that far ahead, he, you have to think that something somebody had to have intervened, and it had to have been pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean he he's on Jupiter. He finds or out he's on a, a moon of Jupiter. Yeah, moon. Yeah. Well, Deep he off. he got himself to the moon. He wasn't on the moon initially. Oh really? Yeah, I think he was on Jupiter, and then he got himself to. The moon. So that's where he's shooting those people. Yes, he was oh. shooting them to the moon, so that he could make the sun the the save me sign, and that right. the satellites can pick it up. And then what's interesting about the save me is that it says save me D. Yeah, and it's cut off. Some yep. people are like is that Doc save me Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, mm. it save me. Some people you know Dan like you know Night Owl. You know I, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so he's that is interesting. Um, <laughs> So, who put, who put him there, we think? I mean, it's still... It, the obvious person would be The Manhattan. only person you could think of is Manhattan. You would think so he would have been the, on who Mars. Who is this game warden? Uh, That's the... That I have no idea what that. Now, the game that. warden, <laughs> visually, <laughs> is Mr. Phillips. You're right. Right. But, <laughs> I don't. you would think Manhattan would be the only person that could even concoct something like this. It, but it almost, like, is it, it, it it's a Mr. Phillips, like, maybe, like, his... I mean, excuse me, is the game warden, like, his first Mr. Phillips that went terribly wrong, Maybe. Cause he's cre- cre- he he's creating want. all these people, right? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, you guys think uh, Mr. Phillips is, um, um, because Doctor Manhattan was, um, I mean, just even just the Mr. Phillips's look, he kind of has a look of Doctor Manhattan pre his transformation, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe I had some kind of connection to Doctor Manhattan. In so that you way. wonder maybe if biologically is Doctor Manhattan? Technically. So you think when we get, I say when because I am very confident. When we get Doctor Manhattan, you think he's gonna be played by the same actor that played Mister. Phil? Possibly. Interesting. I think it's very possible. Yeah, so it's not gonna be John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> There's still people running with that. Even man, no they know way. In the last couple I, weeks, I would be a very. Well, we getting him? John Cena. Article being written. I would be very upset if he was John Cena. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen either. Um, no offense to John Cena, but no way. As great as that last episode was from two weeks ago, this episode from this past weekend was just... Um, this was like, you, you submit this when you want to win an Emmy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This, is, this was uh, one of the best... I've seen people say, and I agree, this is one of the best hours of television I've experienced in a long time. Um, this episode, The Extraordinary Being, which was uh, our backstory to Will. And we find out that Will is indeed um, the Hooded Justice character that we've known to be in the Watchmen comic book and that we've been introduced to in this bizarre kind of biopic that's being put on television. And boy, did that... American hero story, man. Boy, did that story... uh, One, boy, is that story very wrong. But also, is that story really deep and went to uh, areas that we did not expect? So who justice indeed? will who's a black man? So that adds to a lot of questions And we learned about why that's the case and his whole journey that started in New York Started with him as a police officer um, As the only you know black cadet who graduated from his police class and Him working in the police department um, There's a really disturbing situation where he takes in a white man who tried to burn down a Jewish deli and uh, he brings him in. The cops take the guy away and say, you know, we got Depending this. Depending on who you ask, by the way, some people think it might be uh, Fred Trump. But I say, yeah. Uh, the cop theory. is Fred Trump? No, the, 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 Fred. Oh. It, it might be Fred Trump, but that's a whole nother. Not <laughs> that's another that. conversation that I'm definitely Sheesh. into today. Yeah. No, that be be is some, very interesting. That is very that's serious. serious. Theory, yeah. it's, <laughs> in, it's very interesting because he's in Queens. He's, he's in Queens. Jamaica <laughs> Avenue. Yeah. Fred Which Trump had where, a, where uh. where Trump grew up? He had a, uh. Supermarket that he operated out of, <laughs> she, you know, and he obviously has KKK dies. but so. But go. we'll get into that. There, there that. is that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what's that's fascinating. I didn't think about that. But uh, what is interesting is the idea that um, this character, uh, Will, he he goes through this terrible experience where his coworkers uh, basically string him up and you know hang him, and they cut him loose at the end, basically saying don't ever bring a white man into our you know police precinct you know you know keep your nose out of their business yeah uh, and that kind of dawned the hooded justice character so we asked the beginning questions early on about why this guy who justice is crazy what's with the ropes like yeah why does he look like that and it's, it's really just from will having had a hood on his neck and walking back home and seeing people get mugged and deciding to jump in and try to save the people feeling like after what he had just been told about messing with white people's business he had to wear a mask yeah Um. He then that no idea evolves into him realizing that you know the only way for me to be legitimate would be the people who think that this person in this mask was a white person. And he starts painting his uh, his face so that it looks like a white person underneath the mask. Yeah. And we get a whole lot about the story that now is making a lot more sense. Um, his 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 whole thing is driven by let's say the fight with the KKK in New York, and. Uh, as as he was told that you no, know, the Cyclops uh, was the was the way yep. it was it was referred to. Um, this so much to get into. We don't have all the time to get into all of it. But what do you guys make of this uh, origin story for Will and how it ties into the end of the episode where we see how he strung up the chief, which was using the KKK technology that had had once been used during his uh, raid of one of their factories. Yeah, man, this is one of the best episodes of television I've seen in a very long time. Uh, Flashbacks of some of the some of the highlights in Game of Thrones. Right. Um, I mean, just one of the best episodes of just TV. Period. So, yeah, this was was absolutely fantastic. Um, I mean, the story that I was being told of of, of Will is just this is just chilling. You know, it's chilling what what he had to go through, and what led him to become Hooded Justice, and just this. You know, as he said, vast and insidious conspiracy that has been going on for decades. Mm-hmm. That he's been fighting for decades, it seems, by himself. Because they said the Minutemen and Gotham Metropolis said, "You're on your own. We're not helping you." So, I mean, this is just, um, I mean, this is this is something else right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know with what? With what? What? This is what is going on here, and. What Sister Knight has to inherit or something? Yeah. I mean, this is insane. Yeah. Um, as you talked about, you know, before we did the show, how, you know, the guy who's in the uh who's in the support group in the last episode talking about um uh, what was Genetic yeah. trauma. Genetic trauma. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how he sound, it sounded kinda of cockamamie and crazy. Right. Uh, we but, he said it, I like Google it. I was like, genetic, you know, this is a real thing. And people talking about yeah, Yeah. And, uh, and to and the C like uh, what's the name uh, Angela actually go through literal genetic trauma was like again everything in this show is so detailed nothing is by accident I even, yeah. I mean yeah I mean you you even think about you know the face paint that she wears versus hooded justice and yeah his was white but hers is black yes you know like I mean I don't know but um but what I will say this episode definitely shows for all the people I wasn't one of these people all the people that wanted a Boba Fett movie, like, this, this for me, this Hooded Justice story with Damon little has been able to do supports that idea because they took a character in Hooded Justice that had no real backstory. You know, like, he was there, but, you know, one of the characters in Watchmen that didn't have much to him that we knew about him and, you know, they didn't ruin him. They didn't, it wasn't like, oh man, they ruined Hooded Justice's character. You know, like, they, Lindelof took the concept of him and completely turned it upside down and made it made sense and probably improved the character in so many ways to the point where now Will Reeves is Hooded Justice, you know, right. <laughs> even though it's, I mean, it's canon, but it's not canon, like, he's canon in this story, but, like, but, and Alan Moore, I don't think he intended for this to be the, the concept of Hooded Justice I, I, when I, he wrote I, I'd him, be surprised you know, I don't think he wrote right. him like a white dude for this to be the story, but, you know, Lindelof worked with what he had, and he created this character. But this story was incredible. Um, you know, I, I feel like there definitely, I definitely feel like it ended kind of abruptly because you know it couldn't be two hours, but it probably should have been. Oh, that episode definitely could have been two part. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, like there's still a lot that they could have. Because what was Reeves doing? What has Reeves been doing the last fifty, four, you know, thirty years or whatever? Yeah, they pretty much yeah. jumped from from where. They let his family let them to, yeah. I mean, they had like a you know a ten year time skip, yeah. you know, <laughs> in the middle of the episode. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's still a lot you know, still a lot to know about his character, which we still could eventually get something on that. You know. And like the imagery, even when those cops are like, "Hey, let's go grab a beer," and he's like, "No, no, no, I'm okay." And you see them drive by and they're dragging the bodies. That's like it's like stuff like that is just stuff you don't forget. Yeah. yeah. And you then, don't and, forget stuff And then, like, like that. just like, as it's, it's sick as that was, like, then, like, even the artistic way they did it of, like, the bodies being yeah. in color. They're in color. The bodies are in color. You and the S is black and white. Like, oh, man. my God. That, and man. Just, that was yeah. just uh, a truly phenomenal piece of art, that episode was. Yeah. It's like, um, oh, my God. Yeah. I, again, I just love how much, like, the, the that, like, show is, like, so like, off on some things. But some things they did get right they got the idea of, like, you know, uh, the fact that he was gay, and the fact that... Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. You know, so there were some things, they got, and there was some big ish, some big scene at a grocery store, but, yeah. like, how they got it was all wrong. <laughs> right yeah And he's being shot out of the grocery store, he jumped out the window, he didn't jump in the window, and to see that, like, shot of, of him just jumping in the window so many times, in like, the trailers and all the promotional stuff for this show, to see that, like, then get to see the true story what happened. Like, it's like crazy, um, yeah. It's just a, it's a this is it's, it's a I mean this is a truly special show. Um, it's are, definitely going to be a beast in the, in the award season. About where this show is go- heading to an end, because that's the only thing that I'm worried about. The three episodes. Yeah, three episodes. I mean, really I expect this. I, I expect this. This end. I, I expect whatever this end to be to be kind of abrupt. I agree. But Watchmen is kind of an abrupt end. No, oh, yeah. it is absolutely yeah. Is. <laughs> so I think that this will also be an abrupt end, right? But I and I, I, think I feel like, less about the I feel like this the, I feel like these episodes moved the story along in a way that made me more comfortable where they are. Yeah, like I said too. at the beginning, I like I think I think the people that were whispering those things about it moving slow had somewhat of a point. I didn't care because it was so well done and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it so much. But it was something I was thinking about as we moved along. Like, all right, when are we going to get to the story? I think these last two episodes. And what's crazy is it's rare for a show to move so far along by doing like episodes that are so cent- centered on one character. That's not easy to do. Yeah. Like usually when you decide to do a story that's going to be move the story along, you know, tremendously, you choose like a show that story an episode is going to be very like wide ranging. Like I, like what we're going to talk about in Titans in a couple of minutes. Like, that episode, like, had everyone involved and a lot of different storylines were kind of being wrapped up all at once. You know, this was like, these were two episodes that were set, like the Angela episode that was the Will episode, was set in a matter of what, maybe a day? We don't know how long she was in that coma, but it couldn't have been that long. The uh, episode that was uh, Wade-centric. I mean, yes, we had a flashback, but besides that, that's a couple of days, maybe? That wasn't a lot of time that that yeah. went over and it wasn't like we got introduced to a lot of new people. But yet they found a way to still move the story along tremendously. And that's a, a, a great credit to, to, to Lindelof and the whole staff. They're doing a tremendous job. Um, so I can't wait for the next episode uh, that comes out this week. But let's quickly, before we get out of here, do the other two shows. So we got Titans and Batwoman. Uh, so Titans, we got uh, true confirmation about what the deal is with Jericho. So we down, we now have that confirmation that he is indeed living within uh, Deathstroke. Um we also have um more confirmation about exactly what is going on with uh dick now that he escaped from prison and where he's going i i like that scene he had with uh the dude who's the the guy who makes the costumes for yeah that was was a really neat way to like because i think i don't know i think we kind of gotten used to like the whole you know Lucius Fox thing Lucious, like, yeah yeah. I, I kind of like that it was like something like really obscure and different that they decided to do yeah um, and the idea that they hated the fact that he they burned his suit Yeah. especially funny. when like it kind of is a callback to like the last season where like you know like Jason Todd talks so highly about how like important the suit is and like oh yo the suit is crazy like what they did with it and like it's so cool like it's a big deal and like it's a big deal amongst like the family so to see like the people who make the suit also make it a big deal the fact that he burned his suit was like sacrilege um it was really good uh I like this episode um I, I like this episode a lot I thought that this episode did a good job I, I really didn't didn't care for the episode before this one but I, I kind of like the I like the rose flashback stuff um I thought those other those scenes were really good so trying to figure out what that deal is with her eye you never really got the answer to that no but um but I I like the the Rose stuff and I like the 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 Dick Grayson stuff and we're gonna have Nightwing because we got a trailer, um for Nightwing. I'm still not I'm not, nothing's gonna convince me about this Beast Boy thing. Oh, you're done with it? Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not buying into you're it. You're not feeling Cadmus? No. Not with Beast Boy involved. I don't know what they'll do. The Superboy. It looks like he'll be the Black Superman. We didn't get in the Zack Snyder cut. We're gonna get next week. Yeah, honestly. Because he's gonna be wearing the same color scheme. Um. Yeah, I. Well, I mean, I. I was like thought the that, Hank stuff was good. This was probably one of my favorite Hank episodes. H- Hank episodes where he was heavily involved. Yeah, yeah, I thought his stuff was. good. I mean, his origin a was lot good. of a lot of his stuff but is yeah. good. Honestly, I like the Hawk and Dove episode. I like That's the true. I like the Hank and Dawn episode. That's true too. Um. So yeah, I mean, um. His episodes tend to be better. Yeah, when they when they have time to flesh stuff out. Exactly. You know, it's not just in the mix of all this other Titan stuff. Yeah. Because otherwise, he kind of just comes off as like a meathead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought the episode was good. I thought it was solid. Um. I like that we're getting more clarity with Jericho and, and what's going on with him. I'm glad. Oh, shocking, I'm, Jericho's still alive. Jericho's still yeah. Ooh. I mean, we, we, we guess that we you know, basically all. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um. Uh. But. Uh, I'm glad Dick has his suit. I'm glad that the Titans are going to... That they're all kind of working on the same page. I feel like the show is kind of lagging when they're, when they're apart. When they're far apart for long periods of time. But they are separated. They are separated. So you have like, the Raven Starfire team. Then you have the Dawn and uh, Juana. Uh, Donna scene, team. Yeah, that's true. They are separated. But, I but they're going like in they're, the right direction. They're going in the right direction. Oh, yeah. yeah, and they're all... Than all fighting with each other. Um, I want to see Jason Todd in the mix more. Um, yeah. So that's the only. That's probably the only thing that I'd miss. Um, uh, where I know he's very angry at the Titans and Dick. Um, Red Hood man. Dumb. Yeah. Which, which I still I find it funny that you know he's like it's probably just another one of the games Dick wants to play. I'm just like I'm just like. Yes. Hey, eh, I can't be mad at yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> you know. So um. So yeah, that was funny. But yeah, I thought the episode was good. I thought it was very solid. I just want to see more Jason Todd included in the mix. Do people watch Titans? Like, does does it do well? Because it's hard. We'll, I don't know if we'll ever really know because yeah, streaming, it's getting another season. Yeah, I know yeah, people watch the Mandalorian. Season. I mean, I think I mean from what I can gather, I mean there is a social media following for sure. The Mandalorian actually is the what? most watched uh, streaming service show right out there right now. More than how would anyone know series. that? I don't know, according to Disney experts. I don't know. Mm, okay. But <laughs> um but what I will say Just is gotten the pirate. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You know, which probably bumped that up. But um I only ask that because if you've seen the, the preview to the finale, it's it's cut for somebody that it's cut assuming people don't want to watch it. And assuming they gotta they gotta you know, scratching claw to keep you who watch the finale. I mean, you're yes. right about that. Like, if you watch this show, that finale, that that trailer finale was really unfortunate to me. I like why I, show I'm not. The not I'm Ring not costume. gonna spoil. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you guys know about the Night King costume, but I think that based on what they showed in the trailer, you also know what happens. Yes, they're you don't if you've seen the trailer. They're touting a one titan rise and one titan falls. And I think the way it's cut. It's very clear what happens. Right. <laughs> Which is just outrageous to me that they would do that. So, now if you don't watch the show, you might not know, but if you watch the show, you watch the trailer closely, yeah. it's not that hard. Yeah, so I mean, look, you know, again, like you said, it's unfortunate. um You know, I, I don't really, <laughs> should we even speculate on what we is going to happen? I think they gave it away. You know, I don't want to do that because I feel like if someone wants to watch it and they they, totally, they and they're listening right. to this podcast, oh, I'll check out the last episode. Like, I don't want to spoil it for them, right. or if they didn't pick up on it. But right, I exactly. think it's very if they don't do what I think they're going to do, I'm gonna be shocked, right? Which is terrible. But I don't know. That that was a that was because and then like unfortunately, like the reason why in front of you asked that question because I did some more research and then the Titans fans who have been following like the actors and stuff, it's clear what's going to happen. Right, I don't, even, I don't even know that. <laughs> so, yeah. it's like, it's clear what's going to happen, and I'm like, man. Like, and I, I didn't know what was going to happen before that trailer came out. Right. Exactly. I was sitting there, and I was like, I wonder how this is going to end. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. They could have done, like, on a teaser without just teasing Nightwing. They didn't have to do all that other stuff. Yeah, honestly. Like, yeah. So, and when, if and when that character dies, or a character dies, like... It would, have been, it would have made way more of an impact if I didn't know it's going to happen.
1: Of like, course. If they didn't tell
0: me it's going to happen. You yeah. don't have to tell me a character's going to die to get me to watch. But that's why I asked, are people going to watch this show? I mean, it's a good question. Now I mean, has, your, your question comes full circle. I mean, EJ is in line when he says they have a legit. I mean, they got 500K, like almost 500K followers on Instagram. All right. Which is more than a lot of other. They may feel TV like those shows. people don't watch the show. They may feel like, man, we got to get those people to watch. Because they follow us on Instagram, but they don't watch. So. We're going to put a crazy finale trailer. It's going to blow people's minds. Someone's going to die. Nightwing's back. Deathstroke versus Nightwing. You know, like, I don't know. But um, I'm excited for where the show could be going in the future. I mean, I I'm, I have high hopes for that Nightwing-Deathstroke battle, though. Because, I mean, they, they, they sold it well. Um, And this does feel like it's going to be an actual finale, unlike last year. Yes, it does. Which yeah, it does. Is, is, That's true. We're, we're, we're showing some progress. Um, I was telling Shamari, there were reports uh, that Lex Luthor was supposed to be the villain for season three, but that DC would not let them use him. So they will instead use someone else who is. I mean, it, it makes a lot I of sense because like the it, it's they I mean it's looks like they were trying to set up Lex Luthor. Yeah, they have yeah, always kind so. like of They mentioned his name several times. Mercy Graves has been very much front and center. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and she mentions Lex a lot. He mentions so. him all the time. That's unfortunate. They wouldn't just let them use them. Yeah, but I guess they probably feel like we're well, a gay Supergirl Lex Luthor. We can't just be giving everybody like two right. different Lex Luthors yeah. going on on TV. My thing is, why not, man? Just let them do what they want. <laughs> like, yeah. wh- what difference does it make? How much could it hurt? Like you're not you're not doing a Superman anytime soon. We, like, got, we got young bat we had young Batman we got them we got old Batman and Titans we got old Pennyworth yeah. we got young Pennyworth we got <laughs> old Pennyworth. Yeah, Pennyworth we got Pennyworth's daughter Pennyworth's daughter like, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah that's funny um, so it seems like they want to go on the route of Blackfire but yeah that's I don't know I don't know how much I care about that but we'll see yeah it's gonna be a tough sell to me um, yeah it's gonna be interesting that stroke was a very good villain. And I mean, unless they're going deep, deep, in, in, they with, did a good job also they, in this like, last Krypton episode. Level. <laughs> oh, yeah, are we going to Tamarind? <laughs> you Yeah, know, unless they're going Krypton level yeah. <laughs> sci-fi, then I mean, we'll they did see. do a good job in this episode of really establishing like Deathstroke as a bad person in this episode. They did. Like, and and not to say that he doesn't isn't already clearly a bad person, but like they definitely tried to make him a little more sympathetic over the last few episodes since he kills Aqualad and then now nah, they get brought it back to oh you no, know, he's a terrible person. Like he's an absentee father that thinks like just throwing money at. His family is fined. Um, buying out his daughter. Yeah. Uh, basically. Yeah, yeah. Then brother. just yeah, just then just buys away his daughter. Yeah, basically. Uh, and then beats the crap out of her in training. Um, you know, then like you know, then lies to her about what happened to her brother. Like he's, I mean, he's a he comes off awful, and he hasn't come off that bad in a long time. But he needed it. So now when we come to this last episode, you want to see Nightwing kick the crap out of him. Whether he can, I don't know. But he now he's earned that. He's earned these. He's earned these these, these hands. He's about or these batons. He's about to catch. Um so and the, then even know, what t- we see with him in that internal struggle with Jericho. Where Jericho's like, yo, fam, like yep. Dick is not the reason why I'm dead. You're the reason why I'm dead. So now even like, like he like it like it's really kind of cool because like Deathstroke is living. He literally has to live with this guilt literally in, in inside himself. And he has to literally not only tell people that he's not responsible, but he's gotta keep telling himself he's not responsible because there's literally someone inside of him telling him every day, You killed me. What's gonna happen with Jericho, do we think? Do we think he's gonna be willing to take out Deathstroke? Yes. But he's yeah. not gonna do it. I think he's gonna do it by he's like Jericho is going to die in the season as well too, I believe. Right. That was not something we saw from the trail. Some, That's, not spoiler. Level, That's this is a prediction. Some level of sacrifice. This is the opposite of Paul Heyman. This isn't a spoiler. This is a prediction. <laughs> you know, Paul Heyman from wrestling always says, this is not a prediction, this is a spoiler. Um, you know, I think he will sacrifice himself in some way. I think he's the only reason why he's alive is because he's in uh Slade. I think he will somehow get out of Slade, and that will cause his death, but that will also cause Jericho's demise as well. Yeah. I think something like that's going to happen as well. And that'd be a fitting end to him. I, I would be cool with that. It'd be sad, but I think, it, I think it'd be definitely be sad. Um, that kid's a good actor. Like, I think like oh, yeah. he, he, he plays that job. role really well. Um, I'm gonna miss him if this is indeed his end. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, quickly do Batwoman. So, um, this is Batwoman, this is Batwoman, they 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 really playing the Sophie drama up this a last lot episode. A Sophie drama, man. Uh, episode, man. I think basically all Sophie drama. Here's oh, the problem. Yeah, I ha- yeah, all here's all the all problem stuff. I have. With the Sophie. <laughs> here's the problem I have with the Sophie drama to me. And I think that this was definitely the right episode to start leaning into the LGBTQ stuff. Because I think that they kind of, it really was in the background for a lot of the seasons, I think. I don't think they really, yes, obviously Kate is an LGBT woman. But like they don't, I don't want to use the word throwing in their face. That sounds like negative. And I'm not saying that even if they did play it up, it would be negative. I, what I'm saying is it's not something that they like put to the forefront. in focus. Yeah. Right. It's not in the focus for sure. This is the first episode where it truly is in the focus. And I'm obviously not an LGBT person, right. so yeah, I want to... Yeah, we can't speak for so how they should be, should or should not be represented. Absolutely. Because I don't know. What I, I will think. say is I think that what they were trying to get at, I think they, they could have got to stronger, which was Sophie's ideal of, I didn't have the privilege to pass up on this opportunity of doing whatever I want to do in the military for my love for you. And there are a lot of ways they could have illustrated that a little better. And they never did. I feel like Sophie came off um I feel like they were having arguments and Sophie had nothing no way to defend herself. And I don't think her action her action I don't know if they meant her action to be as indefensible, indefensible. as it was. <laughs> as it as it as it isn't, rather. Like I don't like or as I don't, they're making it seem. Right, exactly. I don't think they wanted it to look as indefensible as it seems. But the way they're making Sophie unable to defend herself it looks very indefensible. When it's to me it's very easy. I am a black woman who doesn't have a lot of money. He comes from a family that doesn't uh, embrace LGBTQ values. You are a white woman who is very very rich who has the life at your life at your fingertips and you can do whatever you want. That should have been very easy to convey. I don't know why they had so much trouble putting that out there. They kind of tiptoed around it and never really d- jumped into it and that kind of took me out of the conflict which is unfortunate because i feel like that could have been a really great conversation to have about like who has the privilege to be out and who has the privilege not to be out right which is what they're trying to do (laughs) that's why it's so it was so frustrating to me right yeah um yeah i don't know man it is all the sophie drama just takes me out of it it takes me out of the show completely um you know and I think it's, and it's not just this show, to be fair. It's most CW superhero shows, the relationship drama. you know, It can be a part of the show, but whenever they have shows centered around it, I tend to not like those episodes. So I didn't like this episode. <laughs> you know, That really was the main focus of it. And when it was not focusing on it, it was focusing on, uh, what's her name? Alice. Alice, Beth, whatever you want to call her, <laughs> doing crazy stuff with this guy Mouse, who I do not like um i mean yeah I would, uh, the mouse character is awful he's bad yeah it's, yeah let's put that out it's there it's weirdly clingy it's just weird yeah i don't like it you know so, <laughs> right but it's just weird right. so i'm very i very much <laughs> don't like it you know i'm just i'm not a fan of anything regarding this 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 girl you know fake fake face yeah are you saying doll maker it's Weird. yeah doll maker you know where he and he put on the thing and he looked like the dad and yeah. i was like how did he get the dad's hair <laughs> what, how did that even happen his hair is like long and stringy how do yeah, all, yeah, all we know is that he can he, that she can make faces how did they do hair how did they do the hair yeah, we never got that tutorial they shaved the hair off they didn't show that so I, there's a lot of stuff I'm just like I'm not a fan you know, I'm just, I'm not a fan. I liked the, when they showed how how she survived. That was cool. That was cool, When yeah, they showed how cool. she survived. Oh, that and, was, yeah, that was the backstory that episode, surrounding that. Because yeah. they, they built that up a lot. And I was right. like, okay, how did she but survive? But that was what r- happened? so rushed, man. I said it before, but like, yeah. why did we get that in episode four? Or whatever yeah. it was. I mean, I, I would have preferred if this, this whole storyline was saved for another season. But look, if this is something you had to tell the first episode, or the first arc of the first season... Then they had to do what they had to do, but it's just not getting my attention right now. Yeah, no, it's not. Um it's 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 so I it Kenom said it best a couple weeks ago where it's like it's moving along fairly quickly, but it's dragging. Yes. And it's right. really odd how that's happening. Yeah. And I think I was them, I was explaining to my friends this weekend about <laughs> it. And I think I was able to put it in words that I'm gonna try to replicate now. I think the reason why it feels that way is because everything that's happening is happening. Is happening fast, but it doesn't feel like it matters. Like Mm -hmm. nothing we've learned feels like it matters because it hasn't been earned. So I don't think they earned the Alice reveal. Like we got it, we got it very early, but like she didn't do enough. There wasn't enough drama around it. It Kind of like the um, when when we found out that Adrian Chase was uh, throwing the Star Killer, throwing Star Killer. Right. Like, that felt earned. That was 100% earned. They really really played (laughs) it up. And Alice didn't do enough for you to feel the emotional weight of, oh, man, this, like, person who was just this little innocent girl is now this, like, murdering psychopath. She didn't really murder that many people or do really much of anything. She didn't cross really that many lines. Like, to be like, oh, man, like, that would be really suck if this really was her sister. And it turns out it was. Like, and it's a fine line because, like, you either – you can you can play it up for a too long a time and then it's boring like Savitar. Or you can Yeah. Do what they did, but now again, like that person didn't do much to really gain your attention or gain your interest. Now, okay, I know who she is now and it's whatever. Um I don't know, of what do you how do you feel about this episode and anything that happened or anything Mischwine spoke about? Um we talked about uh, Pennyworth's daughter. I yeah, she was Yeah, Pennyworth's daughter. Was she that, was cool, yeah. like that, yeah. that was like the only Honestly, I yeah, it. I thought yes. either her, her and her dynamic with, like, Lucius and and, uh, and Kate were actually probably the best parts of the episode. Absolutely yeah, the best parts know, of the episode. you know, like, I honestly wouldn't mind her becoming a series regular at some point. Um, you know, I, the, the stuff with, you know, Sophie is, I mean, it was what it was. You know, like, it wasn't, it didn't it didn't hurt the episode but it was the focus and for me like that's just gonna always gonna be the more boring aspects of it so um you yeah. know in turn the episode ended up being kind of boring but um dude, I mean uh, my guess is that this ends with I mean it uh, ends with but I think this leads to uh her separating from the guy at some point think, I think. she's gonna be with Kate at the end at some point, yeah. Oh, I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, I prefer KBs with someone new. Anyway, I yeah, feel haven't like, set anybody up. I mean, maybe yeah. Bennyworth, in theory, I, mean, I but feel like, no, that's not gonna happen. I but feel yeah. like that's gonna. I don't know. I have no idea what that is gonna. I feel like this has the potential to be a long, drawn out. I, I kind you of know, agree with four you. or five, six seasons. <laughs> I, kind I, of just, agree. I don't want it to be, but <laughs> that's what it, that's just the vibe that I'm getting from this. The way they show rushes things though, like. I mean, and maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's what they're going to do. But, like... Because, I mean, basically, at the end of the episode, they confirmed that they're going to be, you know, distancing themselves from each other, whatever that means. Whatever. But I don't know. Like, again, like, I, just feel, I just feel like Sophie, she just comes across way too bad in these situations. Because then, like, she goes out of there and, like, professes that, you know what, like, I was wrong for what happened. And if I did it all over, like, I would be with you and all this stuff. And then, you know, Kate comes to her conclusion about, I think we need to, you know know separate from each other which i thought was kind of weird but i was like okay whatever like you know that's a decision she's made and then like sophie goes back to like the guy like you're the only one i love you're the only one i want to be with and i'm just like so are we like the first the 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 whole episode was about establishing that sophie wasn't necessarily like a liar when she did what she did like she was co- not coerced but like she was convinced by someone else to do what she did and she thought she was protecting Kate and, and protecting herself by doing what she did, but then she kind of goes and just does exactly what Kate's been accusing her of doing to the other guy. Yeah, because she just lies in that guy's face. Yeah, and I felt kind of negated what they were established. I feel like they keep negating a lot of like Sophie's redeemable qualities and redeemable traits of like what she's gone through with her actions, her own, own actions. Yeah, she can't explain herself for why she ever does anything. And then when she finally, like, is able to convey a little bit of, like, contrition, she didn't just does it to another person. And I don't think she's supposed to be looked at as a bad person, but I don't know how else well you look at her with the, with the decisions she makes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. And she doesn't, ex- like, I agree with what you're saying. She doesn't explain herself well. At all. She seems. She seems... She's like a lawyer. She needs someone to represent herself, an yeah. advocate, someone. Because I'm like, yo, it's not, like, we clearly see why you did this. I don't know why they can't convey it through her script and through her lines in, the, in this show. Yeah, so it's just it's not it doesn't come across well. It doesn't paint her in a good light, and you know it's just it's not it's not good television. I mean, no, not, it isn't. I don't like seeing it. I don't. No one likes to see one-sided arguments. You know, I, you know exactly. You know, I don't <laughs> that, like that. Makes it. The, make the makes the protagonists look great every time. You know, like I really, really don't like seeing it. Like it's not. Like entertaining, so I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it gets better over time. You know, hopefully, we. uh, um, And it's crazy. We just get less relationship. And it is it is crazy (laughs) to me that we've seen the nuance of interracial queer relationships on two shows now. With what we saw this week in Watchmen, and what we've seen from Batwoman, and it was night and day in representing the, the the. the trials and tribulations and the challenges that come with that, with one show clearly being able to illustrate exactly what the issues are. Obviously, it's from a different time, so it. It's unavoidable. It's, yeah, so it's a little unavoidable, but like still, they didn't run away from it. And the other show that is an LGBTQ show, almost. I mean, you know, it's the protagonist is LGBTQ, um, and again, their kind of inability to kind of. One of their main characters, their inability to really give them a voice. It's kind of bizarre. So that kind of made this episode a struggle for me. This was two weeks ago it came out. Hopefully they can turn it around. Um, But, yeah, this was like a step back. I think they've had kind of – was the last episode – the last episode wasn't the episode with the Alice – the Alice uh, whatever. What's the name? Origin story. It was two episodes ago, ago, right? I do. The last episode was the Executioner, I think yes Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah Yeah. you're right yeah that was, last that last was rough season. too um it was, no, it was funny also real quickly I did also I do also feel like the the uh the dad divorce well first of all there was one other thing I want to talk about this that bothered me too I thought Kate looked kinda weak by like the whole thing of oh, I can't let my dad know I'm Batwoman like just the way they kinda presented it also like there was a way they could've done it that didn't make it seem like I can't let my dad find out <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like I like I don't know like I I feel like someone who's like supposed to be a very strong independent woman who's a grown up. J- they was just so again it's just the way it was written. It could have been written in a way that didn't make her sound so much like, oh if my parents find out I'm gonna get grounded. Like that's the way they kind of were like written, it up. Like I, did anyone else feel that way? Uh, I didn't pick up on that, but you're right though. Right, yeah, immature. Yeah, you know, and like not even that it was immature because like her dad she, like it makes sense for you not want your, to want your dad to find out that you're a black woman, particularly. Yeah, she he's, probably like, wouldn't want anybody to find when, yeah you yeah. wouldn't want anyone to find out and particularly when like this guy has also like been trying to like taunt you down or like yeah. put you in handcuffs but like again there's a way to present that that doesn't make it sound so much like you're you're worried you're going to get a timeout or you're worried you're going to get grounded and that's kind of the way like they presented it and they, mm-hmm. they should have done a little better job of that Um, so it wasn't that crazy about this episode hopefully things will get better as we move along but i think that's a good place to wrap this very uh jam-packed long show of new generation hero talk hope you guys enjoyed it hope you guys enjoyed listening um of course we're here every week with hero talk um you can catch us on soundcloud itunes stitcher and tune in at the new generation podcast network we have plenty of other podcasts as well Make sure you catch us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, New Generation Media, on Twitter, New Generation Pod, and on Instagram, New Generation Podcast. You can find Shamari on social media, uh, Snapchat, and on uh, Instagram, Sham 22 I'm on Instagram, EJ, uh, Action EJ, and on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. That does it for now. We'll be back next week with more Hero Talk for Shamari, for Kendall. I'm EJ. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Peace.